0: So, Harry, mm-hmm. if you could go back four years okay. to the start of this very podcast, 200 old episodes ago, yeah, and give little 23-year-old Harry, little innocent 23-year-old Harry <laughs> one piece of advice or say one thing to him, what would it be? One thing.
1: Veto all Glenn Close movies. Veto
0: all Glenn Close movies. Okay, yeah, I can see that, mate. That'd be my one piece of advice. I like that might be the end of the podcast. I don't think <laughs> I could have agreed to those terms, to be honest. I'm sorry. But it was years before you did one. Yeah, well, you know. And then you ruined
1: my life.
2: Some films just the way they are.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where today we are once again pitching prequels, spin-offs, and spin-off ideas to the Titanic. Sorry, mm. Titanic.
0: The Titanic. Don't <laughs> I give it
1: a <laughs> We'll also be pitching some drinking games and hearing from my listeners with the ideas they've posted on our Facebook and Twitter pages. But first, we're going to talk about some of our favourite moments from the original movie and catch up with a bit of a plot summary. I'm Harry, the host with the most survival instinct.
0: Mm-hmm. How many boat sinkings have you gotten off Successfully. Let me see. Uh,
1: none. Okay. Well. <laughs> I, so fell far. Off, I fell off a boat once. Yeah, haven't we all? Yeah. Um, and joining me as always, the host is probably your best bet for something to help you float. It's John Lucas. Excuse me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, welcome to 200, John. Mm.
1: 200 episodes. Can you believe it?
0: Yeah. 200 whole episodes. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, for 200, we decided to.
0: We've run out of film, so we're going back again. to the yeah. beginning. We're just going to start going through from the start again. So everything you've heard us do, we're going to do again. Yeah, so next week, Gladiator, I guess. Yeah, not uh, not really. No. We just thought, <laughs> as a marker of this very special episode, this very special milestone in our podcasting lives, Yeah. we'd go back and take a look back at our very first episode. And mm-hmm. we thought, when we first started this podcast, way back in 2017, I think late 2016, maybe, I can't remember, mm. Um, that, around that time anyway. 2017. 2017, yeah. We decided we wanted to start with, you know, with with a bang, with a big, iconic movie that would obviously never in a million years warrant a sequel. Yeah. And so, this Titanic was the obvious choice. Yeah. So, uh, but obviously, we've come a long way since then. We've, uh, you know, we've got better mics. Yeah. The start. Um, we, I feel like we're probably, you know, we, we've honed our craft a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, because that first episode, it was only short. It was only like half an hour.
1: Yeah, it really was. We didn't really talk about the movie at all. No. <laughs> um, we're not going to play the whole the, the whole previous episode. Uh, we're not going to do that thing that big TV shows do when they get mm-hmm. famous and lazy. and they It's do a clip show. Yeah. <laughs> no. But well,
0: you can go back and find it. If you're interested in hearing how it all began, you could, it, all of our episodes are available. You can go back to episode one and download it. Give it yeah. a listen. See where we came from. See where we've been.
1: Yeah. Or you could just hear uh, slightly more experienced podcasters do the exact same thing now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> It's a contrast. It's interesting. I'm still quite proud of my idea from that episode. We'll talk about it when we get to the sequel pictures bit, but I think think we both started pretty strong. Sure. I disagree, but sure. I didn't like my
1: idea. I thought it, it, it was no good. It wasn't thought out well. We didn't flesh it out very well either. I think I quite like it. I think it's one of your more memorable ones. Okay, sure. Sure. I feel like we were trying out improv... Which turns out I'm not great at. Mm. And you were asking all the wrong questions. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so was your fault. Of course, of course, of course. I'll, I'll take that. Plan, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll so... We finding our
0: feet, yeah. Sorry.
1: Like we didn't really do in that episode. Do you want to talk about the movie? Give a bit
0: of a plot summary? Sure. Well, let's do a bit of background first. Kay. So Titanic, obviously a huge hit. One of the... Yeah. Is it still the highest gross movie of all time? No, it got, it got beat by Avatar and then eventually Endgame. Okay, so it's number three now. But yeah. still one of the most successful movies ever made. Yeah. A huge sensation. Do you remember when you first saw it?
1: No, I don't actually. I, th- I think, because it came out when I was like four. Yeah. So I think it's just one of those films that was just always around.
0: Sure, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at some point in your childhood, it, it, you did watch it though? Yeah. Do you like it?
1: Yeah. Mm. No, I, I, so I, I watched this uh, two days ago now. And uh, I think I might have watched it last year. Is that like the most recent time I've watched it. Mm. I could happily watch this every year. You want to do this every 50 episodes? I'd happily sure, do yeah. it. <laughs> this film is great. It is long but it never feels long. It doesn't. And this is something that James Cameron does really well because we also mm. just watched Terminator 2 last night. That's uh-huh. a that two and a half hour movie. Yeah. Doesn't feel it at all.
0: It flies. I, this, I had the same thing. So I watched it last night and yeah. I actually... Last night I was I'd working a lot later than I expected to mm-hmm. and it got it actually, by the time I'd finished work and had my dinner and just faffed around for a bit. I knew I had to watch it that night, obviously. And it got to like literally past midnight and I was like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm clearly not going to watch the whole thing now. So yeah. I'll, just, I'll just watch the... The romantic bit and then when the boat sinks I'll stop it, I'll split it in half but it's
1: so well paced that like the second the romantic bit hits its climax, Mm -hmm. pun intended like seconds later they hit the iceberg and then it's like the whole second half of the movie just comes in right away, they don't dawdle on it they don't hold it's good. Oh, yeah, no, I was up till four hours. I watched the whole thing. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. yeah.
0: And <laughs> I, I knew where that story was going. Yeah, and I didn't feel it. I, saved, I wasn't, like, feeling, oh, God, it's still another hour to go, which is, so often happens in 90-minute movies these days. Yeah. I feel like my patience for long movies is getting worse as I get older. Mm-hmm. But this one, no, it just, it just flies. It's mm-hmm. incredibly well-paced, yeah. Yeah. I would say, I mean, it's not a perfect movie, Mm-hmm. There's obviously a lot that you can make fun of this movie for, you know, which yeah. we'll get into. But I would say it's as close to a perfect blockbuster, like popcorn movie, mm-hmm. as you can find. Like, it yeah. is so entertaining. It's so well-paced. It's well-acted. The emotions there, you know, when you need it to be.
1: See, I was thinking that when I watched it. But then the day after, I watched Terminator 2. And I was like, you know what? I mean,
0: that's not, the perfect I'm not,
1: I'm not saying that this is a better movie, but, like, it's it's exactly what you just said. Like, it's such a happy blockbuster that everything just went so well for it. And it's fantastic in so many ways mm-hmm. and there's not really been another film like it. Similar to Titanic. There's yeah. not been another film like it. Mm-hmm. You know, they've tried with things like Apollo thirteen and stuff like that and No, not the same. It's you know, it's a great film, Apollo thirteen. Yeah. I think it's as good as it could have
0: been. Mm. But it's not this. It's not Titanic, no. It's
1: it's not got it's not got the romantic element. Yeah. Which I think that's what sets this one apart. Yeah, Is absolutely. That, yeah.
0: It, it it's a it really balances well. It's literally like a romance for an hour and a half and then it's an action movie for an hour and a half. Mm. And the two but it doesn't feel like awkward, it doesn't feel like two movies weirdly no. spliced together. It feels like those things naturally flow from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I also think Aliens, the the one that James Cameron did. Mm. Yeah. You know, maybe not quite on the same level, but for a sequel to be pretty much as good, if not better, than the original. Yeah. Hard to do. Like yeah. he's just a very good movie maker. Yeah. Maybe maybe Avatar Two and Three and Four and Five will be better than we expect. I mean, he—it's possible, you know—he literally has a
1: has the best track record for sequels. Yes, than, than better than anybody else because he's got Aliens and he's got Terminator Two.
0: Yeah, and also the best track record for making movies that everyone's like, "Well, this is going to bomb," and then becomes yeah. massive <laughs> every time. Like, yeah. I mean, I know that can't last forever, but he's he he he. What, what duds has he done? He must have done some. Absolute... I don't think he's ever had like a major flop. I'm going to have a quick little... uh... I think his career was The Abyss, and then Aliens, and then Terminator 2, and then Titanic, and then Avatar, which were all massive, so...
1: I mean, Avatar was like 12 years later, after Titanic.
0: Yeah, but did he do anything in between? I don't think he did. I think it just took him a long time to make Avatar. What do I look for? Director.
1: So... Going backwards, mm-hmm. um, Avatar was his last feature-length film. Sure, yes. 2009. He did Alien to the Deep in 2005.
0: Is that a film or a documentary? I know he does documentary stuff as well, where he goes Oh, right. Oh. Under so- the sea, sorry, but... yes,
1: that, that is a documentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, then Ghost of the Abyss. That's a Titanic documentary. Yep. Expedition Bismarck. That's... Oh, sorry, that's a TV movie. There's a TV series called Dark Angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Titanic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Terminator 2, True Lies. Also a great film. I know you didn't like it as much as me. It's iffy. I, it's not on that same level. It, do, it certainly doesn't have like an emotional thing, but it's not trying to. Mm. But as a stupid action movie. Yeah. Hard to beat. It's Terminator 2, The Abyss.
1: Yeah. God, he is all over. Yeah. Martini Ranch, colon, reach.
0: Oh, I mean, before The Abyss, I don't think he was famous. So now you get into the...
1: Well, the no, no, no. Because then before that, he's got Aliens. And two years before that, he's got The Terminator.
0: Oh, okay, sure. So okay, I don't know what Martini is then.
1: Piranha Part 2, The Spawning.
0: Are these, all film, are these films he directed or films he just produced? I don't know, but I love it. They don't sound like films he took a lot of time on. But, but that's a decent... That's no, a very no, good directed
1: film. by James Cameron and two others. Okay.
0: <laughs> I, I want to watch it. Sure, well, um, maybe that's episode 101. 201, even. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So this is the ship they say is unsinkable. It well, is unsinkable. So. God himself could not sink so. this ship. What? Um,
0: yeah, so do you want me to dig into some plot summary for Titanic? Yeah. Yes, you I'll, can. I'll whiz it. I'm not going to go in for every scene. This is a three and a half hour movie. We're not going to do a three and a half hour podcast on it. No. But um, obviously we open with the, the the framing device of this film. Mm. This film famously has its framing device where we open in the 90s present day with uh, mm-hmm. built. Bill Paxton, is it? Yeah, I always mix up Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman. Everyone, uh, and everyone, everyone does. Everyone does. does. It's yeah. Bill Paxton is a marine, not a marine biologist, a scientist. He's Ex- a science e- guy. Expedition. Expeditionist. He's looking. Yeah, he he's a guy who wants to dig up the boat. Yeah, yeah. I remember these robotics looking really super cool and futuristic in nineteen ninety-seven. Because <laughs> I meant to, because I've got the... to mention, I did actually watch this in the cinema. Right. When I'm old. So, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Twice. Um. Well done. Yeah.
1: I mean, they, they don't look super out of date now, though.
0: No, they look great. But I'm just saying, like, that whole idea of robotics, you know, mm. it's uh, not something that we'd seen a lot back in '97. So, uh, no. yeah, so he's digging through the wreckage of the Titanic, hoping to find the heart of the ocean, which is mm-hmm. this mega-valuable diamond. It's like the Hope Diamond. I think he says at yeah. one point it's, it'd make the Hope Diamond look like a piece of shit. That, that's not the exact dialogue, but...
1: Well, no, no, no. I think he said, like, it's worth more than the Hope worth Diamond. Worth more
0: than the Hope Diamond, yeah. yeah. So uh, there's a comparison to the Hope Diamond. Yeah. Yes. So he's looking for this thing. And then he finds a safe in, Mm. he's going through all the, all the old first class bedrooms and he finds the safe, which he thinks contains Mm -hmm. the diamond and they pull it up and it's all very exciting. They've got newspaper reporters Mm -hmm. and they open the safe up and he just starts rummaging. Yeah. And I was like, this is, because I watch quite a lot of old history stuff, because I'm quite interested in, like, you know, like, people digging out, doing archaeological digs, and, and they're
1: know. always being so careful. Exactly, they're
0: always doing it with, like, tweezers, yeah. and, you know, it's really meticulous, and he's yeah. just, like, shoving his greasy, dirty, hairy hands, in yep. and just, like, pulling out clumps of paper, I'm like, these and, are, it's and, 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 and like, actually very valuable.
1: Yeah, and, like, you see it la- later, and people are being extremely careful with, like, these drawings that they found, yeah. that they didn't know were in there. Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah, those drawings are going to be worth a lot of money to, yeah. to the right buyer. Like, this was on the Titanic. Yeah. It's been underwater for tens, of, nearly said hundreds of years. <laughs> Not quite, Harry.
0: <laughs> About eight, 60, 70, uh, 1912 to 1997. It's been 84 years. Eight, sorry, of course, it's been 84 years. How could I forget? How could I forget? Yeah. <laughs>
1: But yeah, yeah so mean, it, it's with those... the way he just sort of grabs out these things and just like mushes it about in his hand. No, there's no diamond in there. Slap it down yeah, on the deck.
0: Some of those grubby bits of paper it could be like maps to the diamond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could be like a diary. So dear diary, this is where I've got the diamond. Like yeah. ridiculous. But could have uh, been a stamp collection. Could have been anything. Could have been very valuable. Yeah. yeah. But... Could
1: have been Action Comics issue one.
0: Who knows? Who knows? Could have been a, a last will and testament for one of the rich old pricks, you know? Yeah. But one thing he does manage to retrieve, although he's very disappointed not to get the diamond, he does manage to retrieve, as you mentioned, this hand-drawn sketch mm. of a mysterious lady with big knockers yeah. who's, <laughs> who's wearing the diamond. Mm-hmm. And I did really laugh, because there are lots of moments in this movie that are so ridiculously obvious. Did you yeah. laugh as well when he goes out, he's like, wait, is that? And then he goes and gets like a, a picture he's got of the diamond and like yeah. lines them up and goes, it's the same! Yeah. Like, like he wouldn't immediately... It's literally. He's been heart- looking for this thing for three yeah, years. It's a heart-shaped diamond. That, <laughs> oh my! Yes, it's the same diamond. Yeah, clearly, mate. Yeah. that made me laugh. Mm-hmm. So they discover this this sketch, this, mm-hmm. this this artistic rendering of this beautiful topless lady, mm-hmm. and uh, it goes out on the news. And then we cut to a little old shack somewhere, a little, a little house somewhere in, in Americaville. Mm. And uh, this very, very old lady played who by Who has a lot of things. Who has all did, the things? Did you so, know
1: do you notice how much shit she had in her house?
0: That's what happens when you get to your eighties. You just collect shit. Eighties, she's a hundred. <laughs> oh sorry, well even more so then, you just collect shit. Yeah. She's sat there doing her pottery with her old hands. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And she watches the she watches the news report and she sees this picture of the topless lady and she mm-hmm. goes, Well I'll be goddamned. <laughs> yeah and uh, then the the theme music swells and then she rings him up somehow gets his number i don't Mm -hmm. know i wanted to see that i wanted to see that scene where she's trying to get in touch with him but um (laughs) yeah she reaches out to him and um his colleagues like you're gonna want to take this call Mm -hmm. and it's and she says uh, the lady in the painting is me Mm -hmm. basically and that sets off the plot so she she's then helicoptered over to
1: she feels, as, yeah, she, So she has to, yeah, take a flight out to the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Sure.
0: Which, first of all... At great cost, presumably. <laughs> first of all, that'd be triggering, no? Oh, at
1: her age? Yeah, sure. Not just at her age, just like being on a boat in literally the exact same part of the ocean. Which yeah, seems not, would, okay. Would that not be really scary? Like, 84 years ago, you had a very traumatic event. Yeah. Get off the love of your life, along with over a thousand other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe, I, I guess when you're like <laughs> 18, 112, whatever age she says she's at the end. I mean, come on. Yeah, but you're I probably just like, well, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than more pottery. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But whatever, she lands with her granddaughter and her goldfish. And so she's looking at the painting and she's like, no, that's that's me. And she remembers the Hope Diamond. And she yeah. she, she really impresses him by saying, I believe you're looking for the heart of the ocean. And he's mm. like, oh my God, you know, she knows. Yeah. And I was like, well... She's not just faking it. If it's worth... More than the Hope Diamond. Surely a lot of people have heard of it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can probably look it up fairly easily. But whatever. Yeah. He buys it. And yeah. uh, yes. And that, that, this but also,
1: who's ever met a hundred-year-old
0: uh, con lady? True, true, true. I mean, <laughs> I'd love it if that was the movie. But yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, but obviously this is then hmm. leading to the framing device where she then tells her story. She yeah. sits down and she tells her story.
1: So what do you think of this film having the framing device?
0: Oh, I like it. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's good. I wasn't sure. Why not? Just because, like,
1: at the start, it takes its time. And not that I'm bored, because Mm -hmm. the film's... Well-paced, yeah. The the film's well-paced enough that, yeah, I, I don't get bored until, you know, the film really gets going, and it's good from that. But... Like, just throughout the film, they cut back to this. Mm-hmm. And they have these really interesting transitions that I do like. Drink for transitions. Yes. But it always feels like, oh yeah, we forgot that we're doing a sort of narration thing. Let's cut back to this. Mm-hmm. And, and she's just telling this extremely detailed, extravagant story
0: that is for the most part, not related to the sinking (laughs) of the Titanic
1: or the jewel.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. I was totally thinking that. I I, I mean, if this was the real world, there would be a certain point where they'd be like, okay, wrap it up, bitch. Where's the diamonds? We don't care about your love story. Yeah. Because
1: (laughs) how how much of that story was she telling them? Because the first half, like I say, it's nothing to do with the sinking. Yeah. It's just a, a kind of story of, of, you know, her sort of letting go of her upper class life. Yeah, sure. And then like, you know, the, not quite not fully the last half but the most of the last half is about the sinking of the Titanic that's where they might be a bit more interested sure. sure and then like the last 10 minutes of that of that story is like oh and then I found the diamond in my pocket yeah.
0: but she doesn't tell them that yeah, well, yeah. so from their perspective yeah, at the end they must be so pissed off they get, she to the end of her story she's yeah. like well I guess the diamond went down with the ship sorry like, yeah. <laughs> she's wasted so much time and money they could have been under the sea looking while she was telling her tale yep <laughs>
1: And why did this all have to happen on their boat? Why couldn't yeah. they come to her? She's 100.
0: Yeah, true. She's got all those
1: bags. She's got the mm-hmm. dog, she's got the
0: fish. Yeah, uh, true. It, <laughs> it did make me laugh that the thought of them just being after all that, they're getting off in.
1: Yeah. And also, I know all... it's a big extravagant story, but it could have just happened on the phone.
0: It could have happened on the phone. <laughs> I just, i mean, have you ever heard a very old person telling a story? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely did have that vibe of you know. Oh, God, come on, yeah. Gr- come on, Granny. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, from their reactions, it looks like she spins a good yarn.
0: Yeah, that, that's the other thing because we're seeing it in like Cinemascope. Yeah. From that, from there, we and we in these transition scenes, we cut back and like even the even the big beardy guy and you know, mm. the cameraman kind of comic relief yeah. guy, even he's like sobbing at the end. It's yeah. Like, Damn, she's telling a good story. Yeah, like, they're not seeing what we're seeing. They're no, not seeing no. Kate Winslet, Leo running around. They're just <laughs> listening to this old biddy mm-hmm. yeah, rambling on. But mm-hmm. clearly, it works. Mm-hmm. So. But anyway, she spins a yarn, and we get one of the first of the many memes of this movie when she says, "It's been eighty-four years," <laughs> and we flash back to uh, 1912 mm-hmm. and the launch of the Titanic, and young hair played by Kate Winslet. Mm-hmm. She walks out of her motor car. She emerges Mm. hat first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Love the hat first entrance. And uh, she's with her. She she, wears great hats. She does wear many great hats Mm. in this film, yeah. So it's Kate Winslet, a young Kate Winslet. Um, She's Rose DeWitt Mm Bucater, a wealthy socialite who's engaged to be married to Cal Cunningham, I think, Mm -hmm. who is... Billy uh, Zane. Billy Zane, yeah, who is Billy Zane in perfect typecast forever evil mode.
1: I think... He's one of my top five movie villains. He's a great movie villain. Almost too good. I'd I'd, I'd say he's up there with like Darth Vader, Mm -hmm. Voldemort, uh, Sauron from The Lord of the Rings, and Billy Zane.
0: Yeah. No, I think he's almost too good because, you know, obviously Kate Winslet and Leonardo Mm. DiCaprio went on to do many great things. Yeah. Billy Zane, not so much. No. I do wonder if like he's so so good at this particular thing that like nobody could ever see him as anything but pure evil Mm. after this. Yeah. You can sometimes be. Yeah, be too good at things but he is perfect for this movie mm-hmm. like one of my drinking games is drink for mustache twirling <laughs> he doesn't even have a mustache but his metaphorical mustache is in constant twirl mode yeah yeah great so he he's her like super rich fiance he's just a horrible individual he's mm-hmm. very snobbish and neglect her and doesn't and is, is also very possessive of her, even though he, he doesn't really love her very much or doesn't yeah. seem to anyway and there's also her mom, played by Frances Fisher, mm-hmm. who, who for years I thought was Maggie Smith, but is not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's, yes, she's kind of forcing the marriage, because as we, as we find out later, their money's gone. Yeah. The situation's precarious. You know the money's gone. Um, and so she's kind of... I mean,
1: of, how on earth they managed to afford tickets onto Titanic? I, I don't know.
0: I would assume that he bought them.
1: Okay. Yeah. You know. Sure.
0: But yeah, she's definitely a big old snob, but she's forcing this arranged marriage between her daughter and mm-hmm. this rich prick. And so the three of them, along with all their servants and a few other rich people, they all board the first class part of the Titanic. Yeah. And so we get Kate Winslet or Gloria Stewart narrating all of this as mm-hmm. they're getting on and everything. And then at the same time, we get the other main character, mm-hmm. our Leo, mm-hmm. playing the uh, the steerage, bit of rough trade. Yeah. Uh, with his perfect, perfect blonde hair. Is this one of his best roles? I mean... Is it his best role? I mean, It is. You know, maybe not his best perf- acting performance, because he's gone on to do a lot of great stuff. But yeah. It's a definition of a movie star. I mean, he was a star before. Yeah. He did Romeo and Juliet, which was what made him... You know, and he, he did Gilbert yeah. Rape, yeah. But this is, like, next level movie star moment. This is, like, mm. equivalent to, like, Robert Patterson in Twilight. hmm yeah. Which, and I, I mean, I think this is a lot better, but, you know, like, yeah. that thing <laughs> turns someone into, like, an overnight sensation.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolute winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And same for Kay it really.
0: Sure, absolutely. Yeah, both of them. Mm. They, they absolutely... Became superstars after yeah. this. Yes, so. finishing
1: this. I so like I, I like finishing this just now. I just wanted to see like so what what happened in the, in, in in the Oscars that year. Like I'm mm. pretty sure that's come up recently, and like yeah, Kate Winslet was nominated, didn't win. Leo wasn't even nominated, mm. and yeah, it went to Helen Hunt and Jack Nicholson for from as good as it as gets. good as it gets. Mm. Like so that's the romance. That the Oscars went with that, <laughs> they year. Wanted but that, like yeah. they went all in on that. That they, they gave both of them the Oscar, yeah.
0: That is strange, yeah. Which
1: because that that was that film was so you know it wasn't terrible, mm-hmm. but it wasn't great. And the characterization of those two was not good. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I know that the Oscars don't award like great character, yeah, it's great acting, mm-hmm. but still,
0: no, I agree. I mean, I think. I mean, Titanic did win the most Oscars of any film ever, but it yeah. is interesting that like none of them were for acting. <laughs> yeah, because also the old lady was nominated in Best Supporting, and she lost to Kim oh, Basinger right. in L.A. Confidential. So mm-hmm. there were no acting winners in this. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, it's it's not really an actor's movie. You know, it is more more of a spectacle. But I think yeah. they both do a very good job. Yeah, and actually, one thing I really noticed this time is that in terms of the plot, I was I was surprised. I think this movie actually sends a very good message to uh, like. Women mm-hmm. and just, or, or more like young girls, because a lot of the people who watch this movie were young girls. I really picked up on the fact that, like, it's very. It's not that Jack saves her, and she's she's not a damsel in distress. Like what no. he does is he's always teaching her to save herself. Jack never saves her. No, she, she saves, saves him, him multiple occasions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but she. He even says to he. All he does is encourage her to be the best her that she can be. Yeah. Like, you know, he's like, I believe in you. He's always like, I believe in you, Rose, you can do it. And Mm. when she says there's one scene where they have a little confrontation and she says, I'm not looking for you to save me. And he's like, I can't do that, only you can save you. Mm. So like, yeah, I actually think, you know, by the low standards of nineties, you know, popcorn movies, Mm -hmm. it's a very good she's a good role model. Like Mm. you know, she she doesn't lean on her privilege too much and she Yeah, she's she's pretty I think
1: that's part of why this film why this film works so well is Mm. that it's just got a lot going for it. There's a lot of stories going on and like, you can watch it in a different mood and you can get a completely different story out of it.
0: Yeah. Well, I was thinking about films that become, like, massive, not just successful, but, like, iconic and generation-defining. And mm-hmm. and I was thinking of, like, this compared to Twilight again. Like, yeah. it, not that Twilight was as big as this, but you know, as, as, a, as a whole phenomenon and stuff. Mm-hmm. I d- and I haven't actually watched all the Twilight movies, so I might be wrong, I don't know. But I don't feel like the Twilight movies are as particularly positive role model-wise for the people who watch them. I feel like Kristen Stewart's character, as from what I've heard, is a lot more passive. Like, mm,
1: yeah, but this is a very weird comparison you're making here. Well, just
0: because that was, like, the... Defi- I'm thinking, like, this This film was... Titanic was all about... The main audience was, like, women and young girls who were, like, obsessed with Leo. Mm-hmm. Not explicitly, but... Ex- not exclusively, but... And I feel like, you know, Twilight was this huge sensation because it was that generation of young, mm. like, you know, girls coming of age, you know. Mm-hmm. Women having their sexual awakenings to movies, basically. Yeah, so. yeah. And I feel like Kate Winslet is a better role model than Chris Stewart, maybe. Yeah, definitely. I'd have to go back and actually watch the Twilight movies, but my. For I what mean, so I, I, I,
1: I still don't get why you've landed on Twilight as the as, as the comparison to make here because it's so big. I I know, but like you you, you know that this is just going to win in every single category.
0: It will because it's a better film. But yeah. what what else would you say for people like ten years younger than kids who grew up on Titanic?
1: I don't know Avatar.
0: But there's no love interest in Avatar. There is a love interest. Is that? I mean, I've not, I, don't, I, don't, no, I don't.
1: No, no, nobody remembers Avatar. No. It's, it's it's a weird cultural no. phenomenon that just kind of it's yeah. almost invisible. Sure,
0: but a no, Twilight was legit. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Sure, a cultural moment. Yeah, yeah. No, That's yeah. all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's as good. I, I'm saying the opposite. Clearly, it's not <laughs> as good. But I, I just think like for a very mainstream mm. movie about like a romance, it, it it treats Kate Winslet's character very well. Yeah, on the whole, even though it does still make it get a tits up, but it's justified. It's in the plot. It's not just like random. But it's them, it's, it,
1: it's done for such a romantic.
0: It is. It's a good yeah.
1: And then like with the old lady then saying it was the most erotic moment of my life. <laughs> that made me laugh so, so much. far. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that was a big laugh line for I did like yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was done really well. It was. No, it was. No, it was. I have all good things to say. So anyway, so Leo. Yeah, he he's, is playing uh, Jack Dawson. Yeah. who is a working class kind of drifter, kind of guy. Yeah, and we see him. He's he, him and his uh, his best ethnic stereotype, Fabrizio. <laughs> it's me, Mario. Fabrizio. I mean, it is aggressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There he was fun though. He's a lot fun. You know, I love
1: Fabrizio. I like uh, the bit where they where, where they jump onto the Titanic. Yeah, um, like they have to literally they're last people on, so they have to like jump yeah. a little meet, jump a little gap. Sure, um, and just before that. Uh, Uh, Leo goes, yeah, no, we're both Americans. Both of us. The other guy just like does double thumbs up. Yeah, sure. (laughs) I'm not going to say anything, but yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean that accent though, it was, it was, it was absurd, but good fun. Uh, Anyway, so they're like, yeah, they're pals and they win their tickets to the Titanic literally minutes before it takes off Mm. from a, pair of Swedes yeah it's a fun little detail for me uh because <laughs> they are actually speaking Swedish so yeah they win in it they win their tickets to Titanic in a card game and they're like we're the luckiest sons of bitches alive and I was like oh no you're not <laughs> drink for foreshadowing mm-hmm. yeah. our lives are going to change forever you're not going to see your mom for a very long time <laughs> they really lay it on thick Fabrizio is not long for this world right? no
2: no
1: one thing that I like about this film is that it introduces these minor characters mm-hmm. Like Fabrizio, and yeah. there's the Irish guy later on oh, as well, yeah. and like Tommy, just, t- sure, yeah, uh, they're just around for yeah. Like they're they're here and there. They're ne- they never they're never major plot points. No, they don't really get their own plots. But but they're never like completely forgotten about. Mm. They're just there hanging about, and they all have their moments of death as well.
0: Yeah, no, or that's...
1: Or, or, or survival. Like you know what happened to all of them.
0: Yeah, completely. No, that's I think something James Cameron does very well is that mm. he gets like he creates this whole world on the boat of the Titanic and and it's a real ecosystem and every character's Feels like they matter a little bit, even if they mm. don't really have their own story. Like you don't know what Fabrizio's deal is. You don't no. really see him have a conversation with anyone. He's just kind of yeah, you're right. He's just in the background. He's there, but yeah, you still feel a bit sad when he gets squashed by the chimp. I mean, that's a harsh death for Fabrizio. it. Really <laughs> is. I feel like that's a, quite a cruel death that they gave Fabrizio. Like,
1: <laughs> but it was memorable, though. It was, it was certainly
0: memorable, and people did die yeah. like that, so sure. But but what's
1: more memorable? I mean, we're, we're jumping ahead. What's more memorable now? Him getting crushed by the chimney mm-hmm. or the guy who falls off the back and bounces off the propeller. Oh, that's
0: brutal, yeah.
1: Everyone knows that's the
0: best death in the movie. It, it is, it is, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, again, James Cameron <laughs> loves a good creative death. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so they, they win their boarding to the Titanic, but they're travelling in steerage, of course. They're in mm-hmm. the third class, so they're nowhere near Kate Winslet's uh, level. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of get introduced to the various lives that they're living we see that kate winslet's very unhappy Mm. um she doesn't love her fiance clearly Mm -hmm. and she's very bored and doesn't like the life she's in and then there's a scene like where the the steerage crew well they meet tommy the the irish the irish stereotype who just just needs a let basically just needs like a green house and a bag of lucky charms basically (laughs) he's much like a british he's purely stereotype but Mm -hmm. a lot of fun they're all on the lower decks and then we see Kate Winslet comes up on the upper deck and yeah. her and Leo kind of almost catch eyes but don't. And it's like, mm-hmm. forget it, lad, you're dreaming. <laughs> 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 you're never a girl like her. <laughs> you're Irish. Is... It's not the best. <laughs> no. But yeah, we, we get this first little introduction-ish. And then they actually have their proper meeting when, uh, when Kate Winslet... Uh, attempts a suicide off the back of mm-hmm. the boat <laughs> she just goes yeah she, she goes running like she proper like jogs for a good couple of miles it seems like yeah. just <laughs> racing through the boat and i'm like there's railings everywhere like you could jump off any part of this yeah. boat it's like why is she running so <laughs> determinedly towards that particular part of the boat like, yeah no i don't know but she does she runs to the she wanted to see the propellers she wanted to see the propellers that would clearly have chopped her in half if she jumped <laughs> So she climbs onto the railings and uh, she's kind of hanging over and she's contemplating jumping and mm-hmm. Leo is the only person to see her fortuitously because he just happens to be sleeping on a bench nearby and he sees yeah. her and he goes up behind her and he, he talks her down. He's like, look, if you jump, it's not going to be good for you. Mm-hmm. It's very cold. Yeah. It's very, very painful. Yeah. You don't want to die that way. Mm-hmm. And, and he kind of, you know, he talks her down a little bit and he asks her how she is and she tells him and ultimately he manages to, yeah, talk around and she... Steps off. She starts climbing back over the barrier again. But of course, she slips. Mm-hmm. Big action moment. Mm-hmm. She's like hanging over by a single hand. He, he drags her back over again very dramatically. Mm-hmm. And in in doing that, she kind of collapses on top of him and they end up both lying on the deck of the boat on top of each other. Yeah. But her screams of like panic in the meantime have caught the attention of this. Security, the the crew of the ship, basically, Mm -hmm. and they run over and they see, of course, like he took his jacket and his shoes off beforehand, Mm -hmm. and that she's like lying on the floor, looking panicked, and and, and he's he's on top of her. Yeah, Yeah. it just looks, it doesn't look great for him, to be honest. Yeah, and so he gets clapped in arms, and then Mm -hmm. there's lots of like Cal, uh, Billy Zane, just like screaming at him and like slapping him and Mm -hmm. saying, "How dare you touch my woman?" Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Kate, pop up!" Like it takes her a long time to be like, "Actually, you saved my life." Yeah. But ultimately she does, she's like, she spins some yarn. She doesn't tell, obviously, the fact that she was trying to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. She just, she says, oh, I was, I was leaning over to look at the propellers and I, I mm-hmm. slipped. And how could that possibly not have happened? Um, <laughs> and so, yes. And so he backs her up. He doesn't tell her secret that she was contemplating suicide and she's yeah. very grateful. And uh, yeah. And so as a thank you for saving her life, he's invited to the first class dinner quarters mm-hmm. for to, to meet them for brandy the next night. So, yeah. Uh, that's his way into the rich upper lifestyle yeah uh, but then before that they meet up again on the ship and they have a little walk and a conversation and they meet cute and they're mm-hmm. uh, this may be where the worst dialogue in the movie is I would say yeah the hard it's the, it's the hardest dialogue in the movie I think how does it go it's, it's the bit where they're having this conversation and they're getting to know each other mm. and it's when she's like ah, you are so annoying <laughs> It's when they she just starts talking like a teenage girl. Like mm. I think it's just you can see because Kate Winslet's a very good actress. This was the bit that uh, that uh, I leaned over to Louise and said, "I hate to say
1: it, but if they cast this now, that would hundred percent be Saoirse Ronan. It would. It one
0: hundred percent would be yes.
1: Yeah. That, that, there's nobody else who 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 could encompass that character in that moment at least that well. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised they've not remade it with her into Oh. You know it's on the cards. Like, yeah,
1: no, it's. I I get it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. Yeah, but that she has to do this whole journey. Like, I think it's because they squeeze all of this into a single scene where it's like well, they like each other, and then then she's like, "You're so annoying." Because he asks <laughs> her, she said he asks her why she wanted to jump, and he said, yeah. and she says, "Oh, well, it's because I felt like everything in my life has been pre-planned for me. I've got this wedding planned, and the invitations have got out, and." Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm being left behind and I'm screaming and no one's listening. She's basically saying, I don't love my fiance. Get yeah. me out of this. Yeah. And then he just says to her, well, do you love the guy or not? Yeah. And then she's like, you're being very rude. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because like, it was so relevant to the it conversation. So yeah, she totally opened up that conversation line and he's yeah. just asking a very basic question, which yeah. she just won't, you know. But then she has to go from this to being like, you're so annoying. I can't, I'm leaving now. I don't like you at all. Mm. What's this rubbish? And she like grabs his paintings. It's just, Oh yeah. yeah. It, that's the bit. It's like, oh, these are good well these are very good it's just, it's, it's a very mm. quick kind of like yeah hairpin emotional turn yeah you are rude and uncouth and presumptuous and I am leaving
1: now Jack Mr. Dawson it's been a pleasure I sought you out to thank you and now I
0: have thanked you and you've insulted me
1: well you deserved it
0: right right uh, I thought you were leaving
2: I am you are so annoying ha <laughs> ha Wait, I don't have to leave. This is my part of the ship. You leave.
0: Oh, well, well, well. Now who's being rude? <sighs> what is this stupid thing you're carrying around? So what are you? An artist or something? Well, these are rather good.
2: They're, uh... Very good, actually Jack, this is
0: exquisite work. But anyway, so they have this kind of little bicker, but then she sees his paintings, and she discovers that he's this great artist. He does mm-hmm. these hand sketches of all these people, and he, he talks about his past, how he been, he'd spent some time in Paris, and a lot of these women he's been drawing are like these kind of down and out there's a one-legged prostitute and all these like interesting characters that he's kind of found on his travels and she's Mm -hmm. kind of very intrigued by this life he's lived and they bond again and then they have this little cutesy moment when she's like she wants him to teach her how to do all the things that he's done how to be a man like Mm -hmm. they have this whole conversation about her i'll teach her how to ride side saddle, and i'll walk (laughs) like a man and i'll swear like a man and i'll spit like a man Mm -hmm. and then they have the the spitting contest which is so disgusting yeah (laughs) Yeah, he's teaching her how to spit over the side of the... I, mm-hmm. I just thought, because, like, he's spitting. Mm-hmm. like he- He's spitting with volume and distance. Mm-hmm. Probably enough to clear the deck. Yeah. She's just, like, going... Pew. Like, she's really... <laughs> like, that's the joke. She's pitifully spitting. Yeah, yeah. I really wanted, like, an off-screen voice to, be like, oh <laughs> <laughs> <Ew. laughs> She's probably spitting on someone's head. On. Oh, dear. I know. I yeah. can not get that out of my mind but the two of them are like hanging out <laughs> over the boat just being teenagers mm. and uh, yeah spitting and hocking up and spitting over the boat and having a great mm-hmm. old time yeah. and then behind them come well comes uh, her mother mm-hmm. Kate Winslet's mother and also a character we've not mentioned yet which is uh, Kathy Bates mm-hmm. as the unsinkable Molly Brown yeah. who's like this new money like she's she's new rich kind of mm. very brassy very American not mm-hmm. very cultured uh, all the other women make women, women make fun of her and don't like her very much but yeah. she's got a heart of gold and she's like the heart and soul of this movie <laughs> she's great she really is she's very good she's so much fun when she's on screen yeah she's fantastic um and she takes an instant shine to jack because mm. she says he reminds her of her like her husband and her son and stuff so mm-hmm. and so after the like the mother's just like totally like icy she's just like oh well nice to meet you mm. fuck off <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she takes kate winslow away and then kathy Bates kind of waits behind her and says mm. did you have any idea what you're getting yourself into tonight you yeah there's no way you have a suit for this right and he's like yeah. no i don't have a suit and she's like well, come on you, you're probably the same size as my son so mm. she lends him a nice fancy suit for the night mm-hmm. which i don't think he ever gives back no i realize <laughs> that too <laughs> it's like, when did, i mean at, at the end of the day she doesn't care because the boat sinks but yeah. i don't know if she ever gives, gets that back yeah because like, things happen very quickly in this movie yeah they do and if she did get it back it was probably stinking a beer because he yeah. definitely wore it to the steerage party it covered in guinness covered in guinness yeah, yeah. like Kind of an asshole move, Leo. But. <laughs> but anyway, she lends him the yeah. She lends him a tuxedo, and he he goes to the, the first class dinner mm. where it's all the rich people, all the very stereotypical like English and American aristocrats with their big top hats and their monocles mm-hmm. and their caviar and it's a, And Kate Winslet's mom is just like very threatened by him and try, trying mm-hmm. to humiliate him at every turn like trying to remind everyone that he's very poor like Also, yeah. oh, so what's it like in steerage he's like, oh, so, so,
1: so is Billy Zane as well
0: oh totally yeah the two of them are just like completely like pincering him but he's yeah. just like batting them off everything everything they say just turns around and makes just, himself look even more charming he's so him. charming in this he's very good yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and Kathy Bates is helping him. She's like, start with the folks from the outside in. Yeah. <laughs> like so He really succeeds admirably in the scene, and Kate Winslet's just like, oh my. She's mm-hmm. just very hot for him by the end of this scene. Yeah. So they have this dinner. It's very successful. And then he leaves. But in leaving, he passes her a note. And it's like, want to go to a real party? Mm. And so then she slips away, and they both go down to the steerage decks, mm-hmm. and they go to the Irish party. Mm-hmm. The Irish jig party, which is <laughs> a great fun scene. Yeah, it really is. It's definitely
1: where the real energy... Yeah, this is a classic scene. In, in, ...in the ship is happening.
0: I mean, yeah, I did, I did have some wonderings about the scene. It's it's a lot of fun, but I, I love the bits where they're all like... It's it's very, like... Again, it's very stereotypical. They're all just, like, playing Irish music and mm. drinking Guinness and arm wrestling and mm. stuff, but... I, I I really like the bit where she, where Kate was just like, you think you're a big, tough man? And then she, she gets up on points. Like, <laughs> they are overly impressed by that. It's <laughs> yeah, they really are. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but they're a great old night and Kate Winslet clearly comes staggering back pissed mm. as a fart yeah. reeking a beer because she yeah. gets she gets a whole pint of Guinness like flung down a mm-hmm. cleavage basically yep and she's like oh I don't care I'm having a party it's great she's yeah. <laughs> she's that like white girl drunk <laughs> she's that white girl <laughs> yeah. drunk that you see on at the, at the freshers night she's yeah. basically having her, her white girl drunk nights yeah how old is she supposed to be in this like 17 okay yeah she's supposed to. I think Kate Winslet was like 19 so mm. yeah fairly Appropriate age, but yeah, yeah. The idea is that they're both teenagers, I think. Although yeah. you look at them now, and you don't think that because you know no, time has no. passed, no. but yeah. But yes, so she comes staggering back from a pissed-up night out, mm. hungover, stinking a beer. Presumably, mm-hmm. we don't see that, obviously, but it would be fun if we did. Yeah. Uh, but clearly, everyone knows where she's been. Mm. Oh, because uh, Cal Billy Zane has a. a Bodyguard or a manservant. Or I don't
1: know who his was, dad.
0: His, his commitment to their family
1: was unreal.
0: Yeah, he dies for it. It's yeah. like At what point is he like, screw this? I'm getting off the boat. Never. Yeah. Like yeah. He's to the bitter end. But yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I I will I will watch Leo while he's like down in bottom decks like chained to a pipe. I'll watch him while the boat is actively in, sinking until the room is full with water and then I will try and leave.
0: Yes. It's. <laughs> It's, it, yeah, I don't know what his deal was. Yeah. Like, uh, anyway, he's like the, he's like lurch though, basically. Mm. He follows the two of them down to the party and sees what's going on and reports back to Billy Zane. So mm-hmm. everybody knows what's going on, clearly. Yeah. So Billy Zane is furious. He kind of has a big tantrum in front of Kate Winslet, like mm-hmm. knocks over all the breakfast tables and is like, you'll treat me with respect and you'll never see that guy again. Yeah. And then we also get the mother, Kate Winslet's mother also gives her a stern talking to her. She's like, you know the money's gone. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she remar- basically we get this understanding of why it's important for them to get married because her dad has died and left them with a bunch of bad debt mm-hmm. and all they have left is the family name and the only thing that's good for is a good marriage and so yeah. if they don't get married they're screwed financially so yep. that's why the mom is like look you are marrying this guy i don't care if you love him or not mm-hmm. this is our family name is at stake here mm-hmm. so so all of this it's it's Kate Winslow under a huge amount of pressure to marry Billy Zane and to cast off Leo so she yeah. kind of initially she kind of tries to she kind of tries to ignore Leo and uh, he tries to go back the next day to see her at the church service and mm-hmm. he gets turned away very abruptly they're, they're like no you don't belong here anymore you're in steerage you can't just wander into first class whenever you like so yeah. and she tries to avoid him but he follows her up and, and at one point she kind of well there's the very foreshadowing tastic scene where Kate Winslet's like I did the math in my head Mr. Andrews <laughs> <laughs> it seems like there's not enough lifeboats <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. nothing gets past you young miss <laughs> Yeah. So, like, this film is not subtle. It's, like, clearly, it's not subtle. No. One. Do you want to know a fun fact about that?
1: Sure. I learned this from the episode of Do Go On podcast on the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. Sure. There was a coal strike shortly before the Titanic set off from Southampton. Oh, okay. And so, as a result, uh, the White Star Line, they weren't able to sell as many tickets as they wanted to. Uh-huh. So, I thought that Titanic was going to be like a sold out thing. Cause, yeah. Like, this film makes it look like it's the biggest thing that's ever happened in Britain. Sure. And so, like, yeah, of course, all sold. All the tickets are sold out. Everybody wants to wants this journey to America, mm-hmm. but tickets were only about half sold. Wow! So there Probably. was a there was a lot of space left on that on that boat.
0: Well, it's interesting because at a lot of scenes, like particularly the very start, and also after the boat starts sinking, mm. it's it's cre- It's like you know, you'd think the boat was oversubscribed because yeah. there's so many people, but then there's lots of scenes in the middle when like Jack's at the very front of the deck and there's just not a soul around. Yeah, not a single soul. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, that's films for you. And it is. It's film. Yeah, I know. and you wouldn't want it. You wouldn't want like the "I'm flying" Jack scene or "I'm King of the World" with just loads of people behind them, just like taking photos. Yeah, and like, queuing behind them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, five minutes. We all want to do the bit. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many like people have fa- actually fallen overboard trying to do the "I'm flying" bit or the "I'm King of the World" bit. Since, oh, wonder. Like, yeah. Probably not zero. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I'd imagine so. I don't think you're allowed to go to those parts of the boat anymore. No,
0: probably. The, probably. I, I would imagine like commercial sea captains mm. now curse this film every day oh God, yeah. inspiring people to do the pose like, <laughs> yeah yeah drive the insurance up the walls so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> the premiums have never recovered since this film came out but yeah
1: yeah so like a thousand one thousand five hundred people died in the water yeah it, it could have been a lot more it could have been a lot more
0: that's insane and they only yeah. had boats for 700 that's yeah. crazy yeah so yeah so the, she's Doing the, she's doing a bit of plot exposition at this point, And Leo comes up behind her and kind of pulls her into a side room and like mm. says, like, I can't let you go. I love you, all this kind of stuff. And uh, she initially tries to push him away. But then, how do they? Do they agree to meet? So I can't remember now. Anyway, this is, this is when he says, like, look, I can't save you. You can only save yourself. But I know that mm. you don't love him and you, you can't possibly. Yeah, yeah. If you marry him, the flame's going to go out. The fire will go out and you'll, you'll lose yourself. And she, she really takes that to heart. Mm-hmm. Does she actually... I feel like she walks away from him at that point. Yeah, she does. Oh, she changes. That's it. She does. She walks away from him, but then she changes her mind, Mm. and that's when she comes up to him later, and that's when they do the "I'm flying" Jack thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it. Because yeah, she says no. She says, "Leave me alone," whatever, and then he's very sad and he goes to mope on the front of the boat where there's no one around. Mm -hmm. And then she comes up behind him and he's like, "I changed my mind. Yeah, I love you. I'm gonna get off the boat with you." And then they have the classic "I'm flying" moment where she steps up on the railings again and it's like, Mm -hmm. uh, "Close your eyes." And it's the most iconic moment of this extremely iconic yeah. moment filled film it's, yep celine dion starts humming it's all there yeah. the pan pipes are going it's, it's, this is the moment yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. sexual awakening for like a generation of young girls <laughs> and some guys
1: yeah <laughs> i'm glad they had it with a quality movie sure absolutely yeah it
0: yeah. could be a lot worse yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yeah, so they have their romantic moments and then they go back to is this when they go back to kate's bedroom and we have, yeah yeah and we have the, one of the other most iconic scenes, which is the draw me like one of your French girls. Mm-hmm. So uh, she strips down. She says that so
1: blandly. Like, I always thought it was like, I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. Mm-hmm. Like super sexy, but she's like, Jack, I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. <laughs> she <laughs> says it like that, a, yeah.
0: like super normal. Like it's very blase. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> the mind plays funny tricks and he doesn't Harry with these things. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess
1: I've just just always picked it up as like, oh my. Very sexy. But then like,
0: when you actually think about it, no, the the
1: way she said it, no.
0: Yeah. It's still, it's, yeah. So she basically says she wants to be drawn naked is what she's saying. So she, Mm -hmm. she takes off all her clothes and she's lying. Oh, she puts on the heart of the ocean, which is this, this giant expensive diamond from the beginning, which Cal has given her as a wedding gift. Yeah, And it's been established that it's the most valuable diamond in all the world. Which I don't should... think
1: he's given it to her. I think he's just, like, lent it to her for the night. Like, <laughs> hey, make yourself look nice, and then maybe you could give me your cherry. I think that was the implication.
0: Oh, and I, I assumed that
1: it was, like, a wedding
0: gift. Oh, but, uh, maybe. I don't sure. think he'd want it. I don't know, Clearly, at the end, he wants it back. But... Yeah, well,
1: like, it's, it, it's a lot, because they talk about insurance and stuff, and, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a very, very expensive thing to give. Yeah, true. It's the most valuable jewel in the world. Indeed, oh, I didn't think about that. So maybe she. And, should... and he's just giving it to the seventeen-year-old who he's not married to yet.
2: Mm-hmm. I maybe, mean, either. I mean,
1: to be fair, he, like he's not the smartest when it comes to women thinking about independent, going independent.
0: No, sure. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I like that if he. It would have been great if he just said, "Oh, watch out for that. It's a rental." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. That's why he's so stuff. I'll never get my refund back now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never get my deposit back now Yes. Yeah, so she's wearing only the diamond mm-hmm. and then he does the sketch the sketch mm-hmm. that we see of course at the beginning of the movie Yeah, it's a very famous scene of course we get Leo staring out at her from under his perfectly fallen <laughs> little flock little fringe of hair yeah it's all there yeah so they do the drawing and like we, we cut back to old Kate Winslet and like you said it's like she's like oh it's the most erotic moment of my entire life mm-hmm. uh, and, all, and all the people on the bows are just like tell me more tell me more <laughs> they're yeah. really into this story Yes, yeah, so they they do that, and then they are interrupted by Lurch, by Billy Zane's bodyguard. I think so, yeah. By Billy Zane's bodyguard, yeah. yeah. So they're interrupted by
1: him. So they interrupt it, like the drawing is finished.
0: Yeah, the, the, clearly the, the work is done, but yeah. uh, before they can get on to the next thing, yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he knocks on the door, and then they, they do a runner from him, and he spots mm-hmm. them, they go running through the boat, and there's a big, big fun chase scene where they go running through... All the different floors, and mm-hmm. she gives the them the engines finger. and everything. The engine room, which feels very dangerous, obviously. Yeah. And they end up running, of course, and they get very hot and sweaty and uh, excited. Mm-hmm. And they end up in the ca- in the car, mm-hmm. in the, like the p- the parked car. In the it's it's just iconic moment after iconic. It really moment, is, it? yeah. The, especially this middle section it's like every, yeah. every every scene is iconic, yeah. Yeah,
1: and it concludes with hitting the iceberg, like yeah that's what a lot of people probably expected the start of this movie to be
0: yeah and it takes they have the courage to take like an minutes a to get there yeah well <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they get it on in the back of the car obviously mm-hmm. we get the hand yep. the sweaty hand That yep. most iconic of all shots probably the sweaty the sweaty old hand mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know it's quite the achievement really because it must have been
1: freezing
0: out there oh yeah was that was the, i thought the car was inside
1: well, it's not going to be inside in a heated place, though, so...
0: Maybe, yeah, true. Well, they're just that steamy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> steamed up, Literally <laughs> steamed up the windows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they get it on, and then they go running again, and they went outside on the main deck, and then mm-hmm. they're on a bit of snog session, and they cause the sinking of the Titanic. They do. They fully cause it. They do. Because the two lighthouse keeper people, they... Lookouts? Crow's Nest. Crow's the, Nest, the Crow's the, Nest. Crow's Nesters. Crow's Nesters, sure. Is that the technical term the crow's chicks the crow's chair i think, so think they're in the nest, don't they i think the lookouts is probably closer okay. <laughs> i don't know yeah well they're looking out for icebergs because it's also been established that well a they're in a very iceberg heavy part of the sea mm-hmm. b they're going faster than they should be because mm-hmm. uh, mr ishmae has been who's like the rich investor mm. has pressured the captain to go full steam ahead because he wants to beat the deadline and get more head more good press yeah that backfires yeah um, now- I, I, had, I had a little thought about this.
1: Uh-huh. So he wants to get there like the day before, sure, um, so that he can like hit the uh, hit, hit hit the press deadline, get the morning papers. Yep. sure, great. What about all the passengers who have, like they booked accommodation and stuff in New York, <laughs> but not for that
0: night? So yeah, that's screwed. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe while it's docked, I don't, maybe while it's docked, they can just stay on board for a night. Ah, in, I guess, in, yeah. in a yeah. perfect yeah. world where it doesn't sink and kill everyone, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, they basically caused the sinking of the Titanic because because mm-hmm. the, the two lookouts like. Look Distracted by their hot, sexy makeup session, and mm. they're like, Oh, look at those two. Oh shit, there's an iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how much it's their fault. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird, right? It is, it is, it's, it's a funny choice to make them the absolute cause of everything that goes wrong. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it ties the whole movie together, I guess. I guess, yeah. Oh, yes.
1: Here, look at these. Oh, look at that, Richard. And a bit warm in the wheel.
2: Well if that's what it takes for us to get warm I'd rather not. If it's only saving
0: same year, alright. <laughs> Fuck me So yeah, then the iceberg the boat hits the iceberg and then we get to the second um the second movie in the movie, yeah. which is the the, the disaster movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, what do you? What are some of your highlights? Because, I mean, you can't really describe this bit scene by scene. Basically, the boat sinks for an hour and a half. Yeah. And it's very exciting. But uh... um, Propeller guy. Propeller guy, you've mentioned. You do like propeller guy. Yeah, yeah sure. always like that. Is guy. The, the very, is that the very end, right, when the boat's literally... Yeah, when a boat's, like, sticking up in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So the, what, what happened in the boat is that uh, they gave the order to, first of all, uh, steer left or to the port side, mm-hmm. but also to put it in reverse and so slow down. Yeah. But the theory is that if they had have only done one of those things, they'd have been fine. Sure. So, like, if they'd have just steered left without trying to slow down, they'd have actually missed
0: it. Oh, really? But this is only theories. Like, oh, no okay, one actually sure. knows. Yeah. I know I've know. i heard the one where if they had hit it straight on, they would have been in a better position. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I think that, like, the way the Titanic
1: worked, they mentioned it in the film, they've got all the compartments in the in 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 the bottom of the boat yes that that's like... what
0: sunk it because it got too many compartments flooded yeah whereas if it just like hit in the front
1: or just like had one hole in it basically mm-hmm. it would just flood one compartment and it would be fine yeah
0: um although if they'd cut down the end say they decided okay we're just going to cut the engines mm. and hope that we we hit it gently yeah so yeah they're going to float into it but then how are they going to turn i can't imagine it's a very easy thing to turn around <laughs>
1: What do you mean to like reverse?
0: Yeah. Well, like once they've hit it, are they just going to float there then and just wait to, for someone to rescue them?
1: Well, they have a reverse gear. <laughs> Can they literally, could, that, could a boat that big
0: literally go backwards though?
1: I assume, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, okay. I, I, I don't know my boats that well. Sure. But in sure. the film, they literally say, we put the engines in reverse and you see
0: the propeller stop and turn the other way. Yeah, I assumed that was like a breakage system to like slow it down. I'm
1: sure it is, I, could, yeah, but but I, but, I wasn't imagining but,
0: but, it would literally go backwards. I'm
1: sure it could also function as going backwards.
0: Have you ever seen a boat go backwards? Not of that size. No, part. that's what I'm saying. So. No. I mean, I'm not an engineer either. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm I no, no, I don't rolling. know. But like, yeah. you know,
1: just in theory, that would that, that happen. But yeah, so like it, uh, it floods five compartments. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the architect, Mr. Andrews.
0: Mr. Andrews, yeah. Mr. Andrews is the, is the nice one and Mr. Ishmael
1: is the bad one. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, he says that uh, if it only flooded four, it, it would be fine. Yes. But it flooded five, mm-hmm. which is... Unfortunate.
0: Very much so, yeah.
1: And so yeah, the first some of the front compartments, they all fill up with water, they overflow into more compartments mm-hmm. and the boat becomes front heavy. Yes. And so slowly starts to just sink front first into the sea.
0: Mm-hmm. And then all of this happens almost in real time because the apparently the boat mm-hmm. only took two hours to sink from the beginning of the from the hitting the iceberg. Yeah. Up until the point when it went under. It was two hours, which is kind of amazing. It's for something mad. that size. Yeah. yeah.
1: Especially when you think of how much drama is going on, like there's yeah. people shooting, these ex-lovers running around,
0: like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. they cram a lot in. They certainly cram a lot in. Yeah, yeah. But in the meantime, when the, but the, when the boat first hits, they don't realise how serious it is. Obviously, certainly the mm. passengers don't because they think it's just a.
1: No, oh, yeah. They 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 think it's basically nothing. Yeah. So like the, there's there's people playing football with a bit with of the iceberg. Ice, yeah. <laughs>
0: So then, yes, while they're still figuring out just how serious things are, Mm. Leo gets arrested. Yeah. Because Cal... um, Oh, that's it. So Kate and Leo, they become aware that things are very serious because they're on the deck, obviously, when it all hits. Mm -hmm. And then they they overhear Mr. Andrews talking to the... The captain, I think. The captain and saying, look, we're fucked, basically. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so they're like, oh, we'd better go and tell Cal and Mom. So uh, they they go back and tell them. But in doing so, in going back, uh, because Cal's already realized that uh, she's run away Mm -hmm. with him. And also... Kate Winslet has left the diamond mm. in the safe with the picture of herself topless yeah. with, a, with a snarky note that says something like, now you can keep us both locked up forever. Yeah. Um, so he's like obviously furious. He's very angry. <laughs> At this point, he goes full villain. Like mm-hmm. He's not been very nice up to this point, but now he's just full evil supervillain. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, he wants revenge immediately. Mm. And so what he does is his bodyguard guy... Mm. He doesn't have a name. I'm sorry. No. Bodyguard Body guy slips the diamond into Leo's pocket basically mm-hmm. when they come back. Yeah. And so as soon as they come back, he's framed for stealing the diamonds. Mm-hmm. and it's just made out that he's just like a a ripoff artist who's taken advantage of Kate Winslet's character, yeah. and uh, the stealing the diamond was the whole plan basically.
1: And like she doesn't believe him initially. No. But then, to like great luck of the bad guys. They take his jacket off and it doesn't even have his name in it. It's got yeah. somebody else.
0: They didn't know that. No, it's perfectly. like yeah. that, that is that is great luck for them. It is. Yeah, it's a very fortunate <coughs> moment for them. Mm-hmm. So uh, he gets dragged off to the brig, which is unfortunately very low down on the ship. Which is <laughs> a, Not a great place to be at this point. Mm-hmm. But then she's trying to explain to people, to her mom and to her, to Cal, that like, the boat's going to sink very soon. Mm-hmm. Well, no, she doesn't know that it's going to sink yet, I don't think. She, she knows it's bad. Mm-hmm. And then they all go to the... They go to, like, the orchestra room. They, yeah. You know, the, the big <clears throat> box Yeah, the restaurant, The restaurant thing. area, yeah. And that's when Mr. Andrews tells her privately, look, the boat is absolutely going to sink in mm. an hour, two at most. Yeah. And so that's when all the lifeboats start to be deployed. Mm. And it's women and children first, of course. Mm-hmm. But Mr. Andrews is like, you, you remember what I told you about the lifeboats? Where it was like, So she knows that there's only enough boats for, like, less than half of the people on the ship, basically.
1: You know that women and children first was a misunderstanding? Really? It was Chinese whispers.
0: Really? Yeah. How so? The captain never gave the order
1: women and children first. Mm. Just one of the crew, I think it was the, the first officer, just all from the Dougal One episode listened listen to. Sure. I think it was the the first officer, the guy who goes and shoots people at the end of this movie. Uh-huh. He said to the captain, should I put the women and children in lifeboats? And the captain just sort of nodded, but was in a daze at, the, at, at that point. Mm. So probably didn't even like, listen or anything, just sort of nodded. Sure. And then the first mate just passed that order on and the order just kind of turned into women and children first mm. as in before men some people even had it as women and children only and so wouldn't allow any men in any of the lifeboats sure and so lifeboats went out like with plenty of space left on them
0: but mm. no men on them because there weren't any because there weren't in... any
1: more women and children around at that point of the boat
0: okay because I was I, I so oh, so that was actually something that wasn't I thought I always assumed that that was just like regular boat law to this day no I don't I, don't I think just so. thought if there was like a lifeboat situation that was just like the tradition that women and children were supposed to be allowed on first
1: I don't think so I, I mean think. since the Titanic I think it is now regulation for there to be enough boats for
0: all the passengers you possibly. would hope <laughs> so <You'd>, which, <laughs> if, which, if there was one lesson from this movie you would which hope I, yeah. I know it sounds
1: ridiculous so, yeah but like there weren't enough lifeboats on, on the Titanic no and, not by half yeah um, yeah, according to the Dig episode, there was more than they needed. There was mm. more than
0: regulation. Yeah. Like, I would have thought, really, the rule should be children first. Yeah. Like, sure, I'm, I'm not saying that women shouldn't go before men, but I would have thought, like, get all the children off, then get all the women off. I mean, that's probably not very practical, mm. but still, you'd think... No not many people would argue with that, you'd think. Like just get all the kids off the boat. But I
1: mean ideally just don't discriminate in in, in, in any in any sense. Well, so you're
0: just like every man for himself. Every man, woman and child every for man, themselves. Every man woman and child for themselves. Okay, yeah. that's your that's your, that's your take. <laughs> wow, well I hope I never want everyone is thinking boat with you.
1: Well no, just like first come, first serve to lifeboats. <laughs> and, and <laughs> what <laughs> Really? What are you gonna wait around and decide like oh no you're not worth it, you are though? Okay. Wow. Okay. How, so, how would you do it? I, 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 it's, think it's, cho- it's, it's... I think
0: children should be first off. Okay,
1: but like, who's gonna who, who's who's gonna look after the children? They've got to fend for themselves in some life. Books. No, no, no. Clearly, um, like out, anyone out under in the
0: cold. Clearly, if there's like an infant, then the mother should get priority to go on with the infants. Yeah, sure. But I would think. I mean, I agree with you. Ideally, everyone has a space. Well, how how do you know when you've got all the children on? No, you're right, you, it's, you, it's a you, logistical you, You've got a short amount of time True.
1: to get 2,000 people onto lifeboats that don't fit 2,000 people. Sure. And how do you decide who goes first?
0: No, you're right, it's a logistical nightmare. Obviously, yeah. this is why it became... There so is cool. no right answer. There is no right answer, but I would have thought prioritising all the children off might have been a better way to... I mean, I'm not saying I know I, I knew how to stop the I Titanic. I thing.
1: say wouldn't prioritise anyway. Just get as many people as possible on a boat,
0: save as many lives as possible. Okay, sure. I just feel like it would be easier to make people buy into that. Mm-hmm. If you just like, all the children, we're going to get all the children off first, you would think all of the parents would be like, okay, I, 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 I'm on board with this plan. Yeah. You know, you'd think, you would hope that most parents would be like, yes, get my child off this boat and mm-hmm. then I'll I'll be next, you know. Yeah. Who knows? I and mean, clearly, yeah, the, when you've got 700 spaces for 2,000 plus people, mm. there's no right answer and there's no way of managing that, which is why it was such a terrible tragedy. And especially when the crew weren't trained either. Indeed. Like, indeed. that was also the case. Yeah, it was a massive fuck up. There's no, there's no two ways about it. So, yeah. anyway... The evacuation begins, mm-hmm. but Jack is down in the brig. But the rich, the rich families are all starting to get off first, obviously. So mm-hmm. um, Kate Winslet and her mom and uh, Kathy Bates are getting off. Mm-hmm. The mom says something stupid like, "Will the lifeboats be seated according to class?" And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she she basically she's she's not covering herself in glory. No, and
1: I, and I think that like Billy's, I think that Kate says. You know, there's not enough lifeboats for even half the people here. Half these people are going to die. Half these people are going to die. And then Billy Zane says, Well, let's hope it's the better half. He says, but, It's not going to oh, be the better half. Oh, it's not going to be the better yeah, half. Yeah, sorry. Yeah,
0: yeah. so they're, they're both just being pure tricks.
1: Yeah. And it, in and, this it, point. and it tips her over the edge. Yes. That, that's the moment where she's like, You know what? I'm not even going to be sort of secretive about this. Yeah. I don't want you in my life anymore.
0: Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's it. She's like, She's like, right. I'm out. Mm. Bye, mother. And she runs off to save Jack. Yeah. But not before uh, the scene where. Billy Zane chases her down the ship mm-hmm. and he's like uh, he says something about the the painting the, the drawing mm-hmm. the, top, the, the draw me like your French girl drawing oh yeah and he's like I should have kept it it'd be worth a lot more tomorrow morning and yeah she, she gets maybe my favourite stupid line of dialogue in the whole film when she just looks at him and goes you unimaginable bastard <laughs> that's a great line <laughs> <laughs> you unimaginable <an> bastard
1: <laughs> come on Ruth get in the boat first class seats are right up here oh you know, it's a pity I didn't keep that drawing. It'll be worth a lot more by morning.
2: Women and children, you run me. You unimaginable
0: bastard. And then she hawks, she takes on the lessons that she learned from Jack. She hocks mm-hmm. up and spits right in his eye. Yep. Runs off. Yep. It's great. Yep. It's a great scene. And for some reason there's fireworks. Oh, no, it's the... Flares. Flares, the flares yeah. 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 <laughs> for some reason I remember that scene being very flary, but yeah. Fireworks! Wahey! So I was like, "This is strange." <laughs> yeah, of course, it's the flares. Um, yes. So she spits in his eye, runs off yeah. to save Jack. She has to find him the first though, because he's right down at the bottom of the ship, which is mm-hmm. rapidly filling with water. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get some very tense sequences while she goes like wading through all the freezing water to find him. Which mm-hmm. She does. There's a whole kerfuffle. Mm-hmm. The old bodyguard guy is left without the key, so he's handcuffed to some piping. Mm-hmm. And the old bodyguards left him and taken the key with him. So she has to try and find another key. Yeah. But there isn't another key. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, you're going to have to cut me off with uh, an ax mm-hmm. Like a fire safety hatchet kind of thing. It takes it ages to find that axe. It really does. It, it
1: stresses me out. And she's running, like, around so many corners. I'm like, do you know
0: your way back? Yes. Sure. Just, oh, it... As somebody i get who every time i watch that yeah, that's it. i, I find that scene stressful as well and as somebody who gets lost very easily as well like I, I don't have a good sense of direction so if i run in circles for an hour i'm not going to find my way back anywhere so yeah he would have been dead if i was in that situation
1: And i've been on boats before you know passenger to ferries and stuff and like walked around them they are not easy to navigate
0: mm, not at all really and imagine it was the size of the titanic even yeah. more so yeah yeah but she does she comes back with the hatchets and there's like i do like the moment when she's um He's like, we'll do a practice one. Yeah. And then try and hit the same space again. And then she's like, she's not even close. <laughs> and he's like, okay, that's enough practice. <laughs> it does get some good moments of comedy in these yeah. high stakes moments. But but it's delivered so well. Yes. No, this is, Leo is and great. This is what, this. what James Cameron is very good
1: at. Yeah. I think. because
0: Yeah. Because yeah, it's not like taking you out of the tension. It's all no. part of it. So it's not like he's just like telling stupid, cracky Deadpool jokes. It's mm-hmm. just like. Yeah. Can I get some ice, please? Yeah. It's just funny moments <laughs> in a very serious situation. Yeah. But miracle of miracles, she manages to cut him loose. With her then, eyes closed. With her eyes closed, of course, <laughs> yeah. He does, she doesn't cut his hand off or gouge his head open. Mm-hmm. She cuts the handcuffs in half, but yep. he's still wearing them. Yep. And I was very impressed that he was continuing to wear those for the rest of the film. Continuous. Con- yeah, I was constantly out for that. I was like, yeah. has he still got those handcuffs on? Yes, yeah. he does. Yep. Yes. yes, he does. He died wearing them. He did die wearing them. I thought that was very impressive. I guess we'll find out. Come on. Wait, 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 wait. Try a couple practice swings over there.
2: Good. Now try and hit the same mark again, Rose. You can do it. Okay.
0: It's enough practice. So, yeah, basically the rest of the movie is just the escape Kind of the boat sinking and all the la- all the chaos with the lifeboats. Mm. We of course we get the famous true story of the musicians playing the oh, yeah. up to the end, very sad, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's like that um Lord Guggenheim, I think yeah. his name was. <laughs> yes. Monopoly man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sir Topham hat. He yeah. was real? Yes,
0: he t- 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 turned out and like loads of real people in this, yeah.
1: Yeah, and like his 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 death that was accurate apparently. Yes, absolutely. Um I thought the, uh, the the two old people who just decided to go to bed... Oh, that's everyone's favourite, yeah. yeah. That <laughs>
0: sets everyone off, but
1: yeah. <laughs> um, also, I think the saddest one that I that I, that I saw, though, was the, the family who couldn't read English. Oh, yeah. And they were, like, quite low down. They were just looking at a sign that just said, like, d deck or something, and they were just like, I don't know what it means. I'm looking at my translation book. I don't know what it means.
0: Oh, that, yeah, that made me sad, too. Yeah, just like, you're not... You're not, you're to, to you're off. not getting off this boat.
1: Everybody who's still hanging on to a suitcase... Is dead, yeah. Not happened no.
0: Well, Irish Tommy Tommy and an Irish guy, he gets shot, doesn't he, by, yeah. the, by one of the crew? He gets
1: shot by the first officer. By the first officer, yeah. Very controversial, yeah, because there was no record of the first, first officer ever doing that. And that first officer was a real person. Oh, right, okay. Like, that was based on a real person.
0: Oh, yikes. So that's and really then, not very good for And then name.
1: whoever wrote this film, was it James Curran wrote it?
0: I think so, probably with help, but yeah. Yeah,
1: like that was completely made up, mm-hmm. and the family were very, very angry about
0: that. Um, Makes sense, yeah. As, as you would be, and like, just make him another random. Why make him the first officer? Just make it that be like a yeah, just, person just, on the ship. Yeah, just so somebody. it's not attributed to any real human being. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess they wanted
1: to make more characters out of the the higher up crew, and like there was more, there was stuff going on because like like Billy Zane paid him off and stuff. Like, yeah, they, he gets a, he gets a whole arc. Yeah, yeah. there's there's a storyline there. Yeah. So yeah, I can see that he had a whole arc, and that was how it concluded. But yeah, like this isn't that James Cameron mentions on the uh, commentary. mm-hmm like, he actually, like, basically apologizes oh, okay. on the official commentary, which is you know, something.
0: that's something, yeah. Obviously, the captain himself, played by Bernard Hill, mm-hmm. uh, most famous apart from this, as um, Fierden, King Fierden from Lord of the Rings. That's where I know him yes, from. Yes, oh, lovely. Yeah, he's a Yeah, he, he had a good few years. He, yeah. was, <laughs> he was in Titanic and Lord of the Rings in quite significant oh, roles. So. Yeah, well, I'm great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, he plays the captain and, uh, mm-hmm. he also, obviously he goes down with the ship mm-hmm. and also another not, not, not a great captain, not a
1: very good captain. No. Didn't, didn't really do anything when he heard the bad news that the ship was going to sink. No, N- never called abandoned ship. No, he didn't. Never gave the order mm-hmm. as in not, I, I mean, in real life. he. Oh really? No, yeah. There was no report of him ever saying abandoned ship. Was before. he just like, instantly like so overwhelmed by the experience that he just didn't, he just basically went silent, just like just frozen by indecision like couldn't really did crap
0: yeah okay that's not good
1: yeah so, didn't didn't communicate to any of any of his um any of his crew
0: mm, what a dick yeah well not not well just not a no not captain. yeah not not no, not, no not, he just obviously he just yeah i mean who knows how you're going to react when you learn you are basically going to die but like at if, least he stays on the ship on like that mr ishmael who again is a real person who yeah. sure yeah but like the captain if, if he'd have done his job he could have saved
1: hundreds of lives oh yes absolutely yeah definitely not all the lives but yeah, no. A lot of lifeboats went out without a full complement. Yeah, we get that people. too, how the
0: boats are going up with like twelve people on them and it's like yeah. They're built for sixty or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Mr. Andrews who Yeah. Yeah, he he change, turns that around. So, so yeah, we get um we get them as well. Mr. Andrews who de- who designed the ship, uh mm-hmm. he is so overwhelmed with guilt, he doesn't even try to rescue himself. He just mm. kind of st- stands staring. I thought that was like one of the saddest deaths when he's just, mm. we find him just like staring at the clock, just racked with guilt, just waiting to die. That was very sad. Apparently, that's accurate as well. Yeah, so I've, I've read that too, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mr. Ishmael, the guy who encouraged them to speed up, he mm. is a coward and jumps onto the first ship he finds, which is mm-hmm. also true. And he, I, I, lo- I love the way they did that in the film. Mm. The way that he just
1: sort of showed the shame on his face. 100%. He yeah. just sat there, couldn't make eye contact with anybody, mm. couldn't even watch the ship. Yeah. Just like, I'm just going to be here and just pretend I'm not here and just no
0: one can yeah. see me. Yeah, no, I read yeah, apparently that haunted him for the rest of his life. He was really? like hugely, like, understandably got massive criticism when he mm. he'd he he survived and like just lived his, the rest of his life in pure shame. You know? Wow also real is at the very like i mean it's not fully his fault no it's not his like, fault a, a, a lot of things went wrong it's not like it's not
1: like the ship was speeding it was just going at maximum speed it was
0: going yeah no he he gave them bad advice basically yeah but absolutely and the fact i think it's more the fact that he jumped on a lifeboat that it could have been a space for a woman or child mm. is the, mm. the thing that yeah made him because because he was also partly responsible made him like compared to like mr andrews and the captain who at least went down with the ship yeah Yes, all other real characters include, at the very end when the boat is up in the air, mm. the bit where, where, when Leo and Kate... Propeller guy? Prepe- no, not propeller guy. Well, I'm <laughs> sure he was. I think a lot of people probably died like that, sadly. <laughs> uh, no, do you remember the guy who's like also climbed onto the, to- onto the top, who like, oh, yeah. keeps drinking for a flask of whiskey? Yes, yeah. Do you know that story? No. He's also real- based on a real guy who was one of, the only- one of the other five people. Well, Kate Winslet's character's not real. Yeah. But there were like five people who were pulled out of the water. Yeah. He was one of them. All right. Yeah, he was the ship's baker. Okay. And uh, he actually, the belief is that he survived because he was pissed on whiskey, because he drank all that whiskey, which <laughs> is actually not a good, it's not normally good to be in cold water or in any cold scenario and drunk, because it makes mm-hmm. you more prone to hyperthermia. Mm-hmm. But what they think happened was, because he drank all this whiskey, which, you know, you would, yeah, <laughs> he yeah, had it sure. to hand, why not, but it stopped him from going into shock, mm. because he was too drunk to fully... Like mentally take on the shock of what happened because when you hit that that freezing cold water, apparently so I've read, the shock of it makes you involuntarily take a massive inhale of breath, right? Which then makes you sink under, and then the cold hits you, and Mm. then that's basically you are dead. But because he was drunk, when he hit the water, he was able to just uh, tread water for a while Mm -hmm. because he avoided the suction, and because he wasn't panicking as anyone. If he was sober, he would have like been in full panic mode. Because he Mm. was drunk. He was able to tread water, and he lived long enough to be pulled out, and he lived. well. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. That, that's an interesting. Yeah, it's a really interesting fact of how he survived. So, yeah. yeah, no, I like that. Uh, and also, Kathy Bates is based on a real person. Molly Brown is a real did person. It? Yes, and the bit where she's oh, that uh, ruins my sequel idea. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, real. The scene where she's yelling at the crew people to go back and rescue the men, mm. rescue the survivors. Mm-hmm. That's also what happened, and she actually did. I think she was actually on a boat so i'm told well so i'm told nobody told me so i've read (laughs) (laughs) famously according to the internet the boat she was on was the person the steward was determined not to go back because he was terrified that they were going to be swamped Mm. and she basically yelled and shamed and screamed at him and basically shamed him into making sure that they got they went back and so they all got onto another boat you know Mm. the bit where they jump on yeah combine all the passengers yeah yeah and then the one book goes back she was like instrumental in that so yeah. she became a bit of a heroine because that in real life when she because mm. she was like one of the main people who mm. spoke up about spoke it. up and tried to yeah. save even though obviously not a lot of people were saved unfortunately because it took too long but no. she was very much a hero in that moment so mm-hmm. yeah lots of, the film really weaves in a lot of like real characters and gives mm. them the little stories which I really like so.
1: yeah. yeah well I'm sure that the, like the survivors of the Titanic have just by sharing information have saved thousands of lives mm. Like, boats sink all the time. Absolutely, yeah. Like, there are loads of boats on the ocean at any one time, and Mm. there are boats that sink, and now, you know, there's lifeboats on boats. (laughs) Oh, actually, yeah. There's there's enough lifeboats. In the same same class of of ship from White Star Line, they then upgraded them so that, you know how the water kind of overflowed? They had all the different compartments, and they only went up to deck E, so then the water overflowed that. Mm. Well, now on... On the boats they did after that, they did those compartments right up to deck B, like pretty much right to the top, Mm -hmm. so that the boat could basically last longer if it was in
0: the exact same situation. Mm, That's good. And I'm sure now you'd have to have enough lifeboats for every person as well. You'd hope that that's a standard now. Yeah, Yeah, so you know, I'm sure there's a lot of things that have been learned from this, and it's probably down to the survivors. Definitely. Well, another cool thing that the real-life Molly Brown did, the Mm. Kathy Bates character, is because she was also in real life like in the film she was what they called new money she was someone yep. who'd grown up very poor but she married well and became rich later in life yeah so when she got back to new york after you know having survived the titanic she set up a fund for all of the steerage crew all mm. the steerage survivors who had no, lost their husbands or their partners or their livelihoods mm. on the boat to make sure that they didn't go into poverty because they had nothing left oh. so yeah she was a very she's they made a musical about her it's a famous film called the unsinkable brown what so yeah she's one of the many people in this film who has a very interesting life. So, mm. yeah, um, yes. So the boat sinks. Very dramatic. We end obviously with. Uh, I like the bit where it snaps in two. It's very, it's very good. Yeah. It's, it's, CGI is held up. I, I mean, obviously, there's bits when the boat is in daytime. You know, where it, it looks a little bit funky. Like, yeah. you, you can definitely see it's a bit sound sound stagey. Like you know when they're all on the King of the World or on mm-hmm. flying or you just see the boats generally. You know. Mm. But these they, nice yeah, scenes look great.
1: Yeah, I, I I, don't understand how they look so good. Even the wide ones, yeah. they look amazing. So like some of the closer up ones, they'll have done it with models or they'll have done it with actual life-size sets. Yes. Um, but like a lot of the, like the boat splitting in two is mostly a model. Yes. But like when you see from the point of view of the ocean and the people swimming and then the, the back half of the boat like falling down on top of them, I don't understand how they did that, because it looks flawless. Yeah? And, yeah, stuff like that. I, I, I don't know. This is
0: James Cameron. It, it, he's, yeah. You can't knock him, you can say what you like about him. But you cannot knock him for his ability to create these visually spectacular movies. Yeah. It's It's bread and butter. He's very good at it. Yeah. I love the scale of his films.
1: Yes, me too. They're just massive. I really want him to do a Mission Impossible movie.
0: Yeah, it's a shame in a way that he's, like, got trapped in the Avatar, like... He must have a vision. wormhole. He yeah. must have. No, a he does. For it. Whether or not it works, but yeah. Right. But what? Think of what he could have made over the past twenty years if he hadn't been stuck in Avatar, you know, madness. Mm. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Maybe the next one will be amazing. Never count him out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So the boat splits. Uh, we get a, a lot of you know all the characters die. With, with Fabricio's been crushed by this funnel. Poor old Tommy's been shot. Mm-hmm. Kate and Leo are racing to the front of the boat. And as, when it back. splits, the back of the boat. Sorry, when it splits. Uh, they're, cl- they're the last people to go into the water. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in the water, they find the bit of driftwood and Kate Winslet gets on. And mm-hmm. we're not going to have the discussion whether it was big enough for boat because everyone's had it. It's,
1: we all know it is big enough. We all
0: know it was big enough, but it's, a, it's, it's been done, people. We're not going to weigh in on this. So ultimately... 23 we, years too late. Exactly. The discussion has been had. It's, yeah. I'm sure if Kate Winslet could wa- could ban any interview from asking it any question again, it would be that question because <laughs> she has to talk about it so much. So... <laughs> Yes, but, and then we get to the... She hmm. must have a solid answer for that, that question does. now. She does, she's very likeable. I'm sure she's got yeah. bits, but I'm sure she's bored of answering it. I'm yes. sure she's bored of talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, and then we get the, the sad end, I guess, where uh, Leo gives her the big inspirational speech. He's like, you know, you've, you've got to survive this, you're going to get go, all oh, this, mm-hmm. don't you say goodbye to me. And mm-hmm. then uh, then he frees us to death. Mm-hmm. And uh, He he's still, still managed to make a joke in this
1: time, though. Yeah,
0: oh, when he says, I'm going to write a strongly worded letter to the White Starlight. Like, yeah, yeah, that's a good little gag. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, he's a good character. Yeah, he's got he's got a good energy.
0: <laughs> like I'm dying, but hey, I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna be a bit funny.
0: Well, I was in, always impressed how he always knew the right thing to do. Mm. Like I was like, did you learn to become an engineer while you were like floating through Paris drawing one-legged prostitutes? Because it feels like he really knew how the boat was going to go down. I mean, I guess that he just I love it was common sense. I guess yeah, yeah. like like the boat is
1: going, it, it's tipping in one direction, so just yeah. get higher up. Sure, yeah, like, I mean, it, that, it's that, that, sense, that, yeah. That, that's what he did, and you could argue that from there everything was improvised, but it did really seem like he knew that it was going to go up, split in two, mm-hmm. fall back down again, and then go
0: up again. It was almost like he'd done this before. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is his first time at the rodeo with boats splitting in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he survived, like, four of these already. He, know, he knows <laughs> the drill, yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, he's floating in the ice, and uh, all of the lifeboats haven't come back yet. And There's like thousands of people in the water, and they're Mm. all... First it's chaotic, and they're all screaming, and it's panicky, and then they start freezing to death and dying, and Mm -hmm. then it gets very quiet. Yeah. And then we have Kate Winslet, and she's... I wonder how they made her... Whether it's just good acting, or like the level of cold.
1: It'd be be a mixture of of, of makeup, Mm -hmm. the set design, you know, like all the steam and smoke and stuff. Um, But was the what? Acting and... Just uh, the the filter they put on the camera, like sure. just a mixture of all that, mm-hmm. made it look like it was minus twenty. It's very good though, like yeah. even
0: even the way her breath comes out. I, I don't know if that was CGI'd or whatever. It probably was, wasn't it? Know. But like maybe they just made her cold. They could have just put her in a like really cold studio. Yeah. I don't know. Like I mean, James Cameron put her through it for Avatar too. We all saw that mm. clip. So who knows. So yeah, one of the lifeboats mm-hmm. finally comes back. Mm-hmm. And it's looking, it's like, is anyone alive out there? Can anyone hear me? Mm-hmm. Um, and she hears it and she's like, there's a boat, Jack. I mean, everyone knows this scene. You know you to describe it. <laughs> there's a boat, Jack. What's <laughs> a boat. Jack's dead. Yeah. She's sad. She rips his cold, dead hand off of hers. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. taken a lot of skin. Yeah. Those hands are fused. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. got, a, I mean, I'm sure she's already been in so much, so numb from the cold, it doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. like, that's going to hurt in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She lets him go. Uh, you know, you know I never let go, Jack. Mm-hmm. He drops. Yeah. And I always get this is always the bit when even if I've been like stony faced to like not cry for the whole film, I always get a little bit of a clamped when <laughs> when she summons the strength to start blowing that whistle. I don't know why mm-hmm. the whistle just gets me.
1: It's her face as it's, well. It's
0: the determination. looks so.
1: so determined in it. It's like you go, girl. This was the point for me that I was like, she she really should have had that
0: Oscar. Give for this. her, give Kate that Oscar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like she, Helen Hunt. Ellen Hunt,
1: how does knows. she suffer? A bad haircut? <sighs> she has to kiss Jack Nicholson. True, true. There is
0: that. That is true. But he i He's pretty
1: repulsive. Even Cher yeah. says he smells.
0: Yeah, that, that is a good point. But still, yeah, Kate should have got the Oscar for that scene alone. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good when she blows that whistle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, can't, I really get out, get out about that whistle scene. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> she does, she blows the whistle and they come back and they pull her aboard. Mm-hmm. And she's saved. Mm-hmm. And then next, and then oh, that's it because there's an, another ship, the Carpathia, which is the, the only mm-hmm. ship that was in like a whatever mile radius to. It arrived four hours. The boat took two hours to sink. You know, it wasn't the only ship that was in that radius? Really? There was a Duguan's
1: podcast. Sure. There was not. I forget what the name was, but there was another ship that was fairly close by. And the person in radio control, um, I assumed they just finished their shift or something, but they turned off their machine. Oh my god! And went to bed. 15 minutes before the titanic put out the call
0: and was that significantly closer than the Significant, yeah shit. They, they, they
1: they would have made it in time
0: oh my god i, I think that's yeah. awful
1: yeah that is so bad and so like they found out they they did they showed up the next day but mm. like they turned on their radio equipment at like eight in the morning or something shit
0: that is a bad work day for that guy. that's, <laughs> the, that's the inbox from hell yeah yeah <laughs> you take a day off work and you open your inbox oh shit yeah I,
1: they, they, they didn't say if if like that was the end of their shift or if they were being neglectful of yeah, like, work.
0: I, d- I don't know. Yikes. Yeah, you'd think it'd have to be open 24-7. Yeah, surely. Ideally, so.
1: Especially at night. Like, that's the time yeah, when Boston's going to go wrong. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yikes. Okay. Um,
1: but, Oof. yeah, I, I, I didn't realise that, that there was mm. a ship closer.
0: Well, I got to thinking, I guess, probably more so then than now because mm. at the time, boats were much more common, like transit compared to flights you know you, yeah were, especially to get between america and europe yeah uh, i wasn't like how many ships would there be like at any given time if you're on a boat in the middle of the ocean what's the odds that there's another ship within like a hundred hours from you yeah mm. I, I i don't
1: know but clearly enough that they thought it was worth putting flares up
0: yeah absolutely sure i mean and the carpathia was within you know, four hours yeah, it was within four hours and it wasn't the closest yeah. so, so yeah, sure. I, yeah i guess it's um, just interesting i wonder i wonder how like I assume now there's fewer ships doing that route. Mm. That you know, certainly not of that size as well. But yeah, yeah, it's interesting because it, I mean, yeah, it'd be interesting to think about. But anyway, so the Carpathia turns up and saves the survivors. Mm. Uh, but Kate Winslet hides her identity. She doesn't because Cal. Oh, Cal survived, of course. Mm. Yeah, the mother survived because she got off the she got off the boat with um, Molly Brown. Yeah, and Cal he after trying to kill. Okay, well, we didn't talk about the, t- the scene where he chases them through and starts shooting at the oh, yeah. He, he tries to kill them a lot, basically. Yeah. <laughs> his bodyguard dies, but he survives by grabbing a random child and pretending it's his, mm-hmm. and so he gets on a lifeboat at the end of the How film. How does the bodyguard die again? He just stays on the boat too long. Okay. De- I think there's a deleted scene where, he, where you actually see him die. Okay. You see him in the actual film where the boat splits in half and you assume he's dead, mm-hmm. but I think there's a deleted scene where you actually see him fall, mm-hmm. but he basically dies at the end. Okay. Doesn't he's not really important stuff to matter, no. but yeah, Billy Zane. We see him grab a little crying child and like pretending that it's his child and mm-hmm. using that to get onto a lifeboat. And then you see him like on one, it's one of the last lifeboats to leave, isn't mm-hmm. it? And he's literally like shoving people off, just like cartoonishly mm-hmm. villainous to the last, just like shoving people off the boat because he thinks they're going to like tip him over yeah. right to the end.
1: But he's so fun he's to such. watch.
0: Yeah, he's, he's such an entertaining, great. Yeah, he is. Yeah, they should have made him like a Bond villain or something. Yeah. So he survives, but and we see. Him wandering along the decks of the Carpe for the next day, mm. and Kate Winslet's wearing like a a coat that, and she hides her face so that mm-hmm. he can't see her. And he, she, she basically wants them all to think she's dead, and so she starts a new life. Doesn't tell anyone from the past that she's still alive. Yeah. And then, as the boat arrives in New York at the end of the film, she takes the name Rose Dawson, yeah, as in Jack Dawson's wife, mm-hmm. and she starts a new life for herself. Mm. And then we it, learn,
1: you know, it took them three days to get to New York. Oh, from the ocean after, after the sinking. Wow. Like on the Carpathia. Mm-hmm. Imagine sinking on the Titanic and then you've still got three more days of being at on a sea, boat. i that's traumatic. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I did read that the guy, uh, the coward guy, Mr. Ishmael, yeah. I did read a thing about how he spent that entire three days locked in a cabin, didn't eat anything and was just like catatonic with guilt. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> just like, apparently someone came in to try and like comfort him and he, he was just like rocking back and forwards completely mm. out of it. So wow. yeah. yeah, not a pleasant no. time. No, not at all. So yeah, that's the end of the main story. Mm-hmm. She gets to New York. She take, changes her name to Jack Dawson and starts a new life. And Rose, then we flash forward. Ro, Ro, Rose Dawson. Again. Rose Dawson. Sorry, Rose Dawson. Yeah, quite different sequel. Yes, she, <laughs> she's, she's, she really realizes some things about herself. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. So she takes the name Rose Dawson and she starts a new life in New York. And mm-hmm. then we flash forward back to the present day again. The old lady's finished her story. Everyone's crying, <laughs> crying, crying, crying. It was crying. a three-hour-long old lady story. It was. Everyone's in tears. No one's bothered that she's not told them anything about the diamond for at least an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, oh, wow, that's a very sad story. But then we have another hidden flashback. We, we learn, the audience learns, at the very end of the film. Oh, well, we see we see the, old, the last scene of the film, isn't it? The old lady. Mm. She tells her story. They're all very sad. They learn the human side of the Titanic story. Yeah. and the, Bill Paxton feels guilty, and he's like, you know, he has this little moment with um, the the old lady's granddaughter and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and then the the last actual scene of the film, we see the old lady, she's walking on the deck. She's got her bare feet out and she's just mm-hmm. like, you know, shuffling along the aisle. Mm-hmm. She gets onto the rail, she climbs up. You think she's going to throw herself over like she did at the beginning of the film. Yeah. You're like, why now? But instead she pulls... Well, because she's 100. She's 100 and She's like, end my suffering. And like, uh,
1: she's, she's not suffering. No, she's not. But like... It's, it would be the most poetic place for her to die. Sure, sure, sure. It would yeah. not. It would be the least poetic way for her to. Sorry, it would be the least poetic way for her to die. Yeah, of <laughs> like suicide. Yes, <laughs> but uh, that's yeah, be, that would that, that, be the place for moment. It. Yeah. yeah, big sure. time. But I'm glad they didn't
0: make that choice. It would have been a, such a weird end. It, it would have, have been left, a bit too down. It would have such a bit,
1: such a bitter taste in your mouth,
0: wouldn't it? Yeah, no. I think they made the right choice. So what she does is she pulls out the heart of the ocean diamond, and then we get another flashback, and we see that Kate Winslet. At a certain point when the boat is sinking, Billy Zane puts his coat on her, mm. and the diamond is in the coat because, yep. of course, that's where they put it when they framed Jack. Yeah, and so she pulls it out and she's like, "Damn!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so, and then then back in the present day, she pulls it out again and she flings it over the side mm-hmm. and it sinks to the bottom of the ocean, mm-hmm. reunited with Jack, I guess. Yeah, and that's how it ends. She yep. throws it into she throws the heart of the ocean in, and uh, yeah, Celine Dion starts a wailing. And the film ends. Well done.
1: You, you, you missed a little bit. They oh, they, then, th- they then do a little sort of
0: an imaginary flashback. Oh, they do. Oh, yeah, because she's asleep. They kind of imply heavily that she dies in her sleep that night or something. Maybe, yeah. maybe she doesn't. She doesn't but they, yeah, she she's asleep and she's reunited in her dreams with Jack and the whole. Mm-hmm. She's walking through the posh, the Titanic. It's like it's like the end
1: of a stage show. Yeah, she, ev- she snogs ev- 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 everyone claps. everybody's there. I think even Billy Zane's there. Yeah, why is he clapping? <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. But like literally everybody, every minor character, every kind of like. Every, every questionable character, if somebody's even been a bit iffy, like the first mate, for example, mm. everybody's there. They're all smiling. The light's beautiful. She mm. walks up the stairs. Who's waiting for the top? It's Leo. Yeah. They embrace. They they have a bit of a snog. Mm. Everybody claps. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of fades to white. And then Celine comes in. Yes.
0: Uh, you know, that is the actual end scene. Yeah. It's a really good end. It's <laughs> a nice ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a very satisfying movie. Yeah. There's a reason it's so popular. Yeah. 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 And then that's... And then the credits roll and that's the end of titanic mm-hmm. and there's never really been another film like it there really hasn't no do you think they'll ever remake it i mean they probably must be going to a point when they're about ready I, don't know. I hope they don't but i feel like it's weird that they haven't because nothing's sacred these days when
1: was the last major remake nobody's remade it. i don't think anyone's no, no, made no, no, titanic. not a
0: titanic of something
1: Any, of oh, anything
0: dune uh blade
1: runner uh, dune's one no June. blade runner was a sequel that was a sequel to be fair yeah dune's Ju- Ju- a good example sorry yeah, yeah that's that not that dune's as comic.
0: iconic as titanic but you know yeah. they are remaking a lot of classic 80s stuff you know mm. well, they're, stuff.
1: well they're often like coming back to things and sequelizing that, that's yeah. that's what this podcast is sure 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 yeah but like remakes that's that's a rare well, one it's
0: such a well they could remake it and I, f- I think if they did remake it i don't think it would be about jack and rose
1: Oh, the, it, it could, would be it would it just be another be.
0: titanic movie yeah i think we'll, we'll probably get another titanic movie in the next but 10 years I, 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 I can't it's hard not. to improve on perfection
1: i can't see that people are asking for another titanic no no because it's not dated no it hasn't it's,
0: it stands up very well like
1: i could understand with something like june because i've seen i think like the trailer for the 80s one or whatever yeah and like the special effects they're not quite there
0: yeah sure because
1: it's fine it was the 80s yeah but then titanic's done something that didn't need such intense special effects of like CGI and stuff so it could get away with doing something that remains a bit more timeless.
0: Yeah. It'd be really hard because any remake of Titanic they made would be compared so heavily to the one that everyone knows and literally everyone knows. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll happen in the next 10 years but I'm not looking forward to it. Well to
1: be fair would it count as a remake? No. It would be be another another Titanic movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: It would just be another Titanic movie but no one's tried anything major for Titanic. Mm. Not even like a TV miniseries or anything. I don't think there's been anything really of note what do you do for a mini series Yeah, you know, like different people on the ship you know
1: yeah but like
0: i'm not saying i want it to happen i'm just the whole, the whole thing took two hours to think true yeah i
1: don't know i'd be interested to see what somebody could uh, go come up with do you have any ideas john
0: I, yeah we well, well let's do our drinking <laughs> games first and yeah we'll sure. discuss all that on episode 400 i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> um
1: okay so i've got plenty here yeah um First of all, um, this is going right back to our episode one. Drink whenever somebody mentions how unsinkable the Titanic is. Yeah,
0: my first one was drink for foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, it, it, it's it's an obvious one. <laughs> it's impressive, yeah. Yeah, God Himself could not sink this ship. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Someone's life going to change. <laughs> um, uh, okay, my first one is drink every time Cal metaphorically twirls his mustache. Yeah. He's just so villainous, it's so good. Um, That's
1: why I enjoy him so much. I just love villains who are just Yeah, you like... need
0: you need a villainy, villainy, villainy villain. He's yeah. he's right up there. He's he's not a villain who's got like different sides and a bit of heart and soul, or nah. he's not conflicted. He's just a dick.
1: So yeah, sometimes you don't need that. You don't you, you don't need something like a Darth Vader where there's a whole big backstory. No, you good, just want really, someone anything, who's like... fun to hate. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay. Drink for anachronisms.
1: Anachronism. Anachronism
0: like. Things that are not appropriate to the time.
1: Oh, right, yeah. 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 So,
0: like, just, like, not that they're just, like, distractingly bad, but, like, I feel like when Kate Winslet gives the guy the one finger, I feel like people weren't Mm -hmm. doing that in 1912, or when she says, like, you are so annoying, (laughs) there's just certain, like, lines or, like, things that happen where you're like, I don't think that was happening in 1912.
1: That bit where she gets on a speedboat? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, sure, exactly, (laughs) Drink whenever you see a gum.
0: Oh, okay, sure. How many guns are there in this film? There's more than you think. I mean, Lurch has his gun. Yeah. So that's a, gun. Oh, and a lot of the uh, stewards have guns, I guess.
1: Yeah. So, th- yeah, there's that. And there's, like, the first officer has a gun because he shoots people, doesn't he? Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's more guns than you'd expect in a disaster movie of 1912. And I tell you what, Lurch's gun is right flashy.
0: It is a flashy old gun, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, get, it gets that. a lot of screen time, that gun. Yeah. Uh, okay. Drink every time a single lock of Leo's beautiful blonde hair <laughs> falls over his eyes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
0: He really had that nineties look nailed, like that ninety that was I think that's a very nineties thing to have like a greasy flap of your hair, <laughs> just like, you know, gelled together so it's like one single mm-hmm. giant tendril of hair mm-hmm. that just falls perfectly over your eye and suddenly that's somehow that's incredibly sexy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. Drink for anybody's reaction to how cold the water is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Particularly when it touches their boobs or balls. (laughs) Did did you notice this? No, I didn't actually, (laughs) know. There's at least one moment where Kate does react to the water as it hits her boob level. Sure. (laughs) And then shortly after, Leah reacts when it hits his balls. Oh, perfect.
0: I love that they put that detail in there. And I don't know if the water on set was cold. Probably not as cold as... It wouldn't be cold as ice, but probably realistic that they just... It uh. wasn't warm. I'm sure... I don't know if James Cameron's note would have been, so just wait till it hits boob level yeah. and then react. Like, I'm sure that's just Kate Winslet's natural reaction, as anyone's would be, to yeah. getting cold in the balls or the boobs. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great.
1: But those, those scenes that they're doing at this point, when they're, like, running down corridors and the corridors are flooding and bursting and stuff, Yeah, that looked amazing. It looked fantastic. That was some of the best stuff of this film. I agree. Of, like, the production value.
0: Do you mean, like, with all the, the lights going on and off and the electricity? Yeah, and stuff
1: the, like that. And then, like... You know, the water just bursting through walls and stuff yeah. like that. And, and Kate and Lee are running away from it and getting slammed against, like, bars and that.
0: No, it's like a top-notch action movie. It yeah. really is, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm done. Cool.
1: Um, drink for any named character death.
0: Oh, okay, sure, yeah.
1: Plenty of. And drink for a transition.
0: Drink for it? What kind of transition? It's
1: back, Like, back to the... Oh, from past... Um, a few, oh, to a time transition. Okay, yeah. yeah. You know, because that's like that one where it zooms in on Kate's eye, and then it zooms out... And it I feel like that happens again. at least seven times, yes.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and At that point, I'm just like, did the old lady actually have eyes that blue, or...?
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, how did this old lady... Age, how did Kate Winslet age as this old lady? But, yeah. yeah. It's fine. It's, fine. it's yeah. the magic of cinema. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Very good. Excellent.
1: So, before we get into our sequels, for the 200th time... Yeah. Um, Listeners, if you've enjoyed any of the last 199 episodes, then you might feel like subscribing to me and John on Mm Patreon.com, because if you go there, then there's maybe, I don't know, maybe another 150 episodes or something. There's plenty more episodes there, because we've been doing film reviews for years now. We've been doing them in cinemas, been doing streaming films, been doing all sorts, and uh, we also do extended versions of the main show as well. Mm -hmm. So you can get both of them on our Patreon page, you can also get adverts on the main show.
0: Promo slots. Yeah, you can add on the main show. You yep. can choose a film that you want us to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can join our exclusive Facebook group and you can just get to know us a little bit better. Just yeah. Jo- jo- join the click. Join so, you know, if you're thing. feeling
1: generous, then uh, you can throw a little bit of money our way by going to patreon.com slash set. Indeed. Hello, I'm Anna, Murray. Lauren, Thomas, Michelle,
0: and we've just been hired as receptionists at Edinburgh Newington Quid's Inn, Britain's premier chain of budget hotels. So if you want to hear about what we've been up to, or you're bored, or you've heard that podcasts are cool and wanted to seem trendy, search for Welcome to the Quid's Inn on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right, everybody, back to work. Right, shall so we get to sequels? Yep. All right. So I've got two short ones and one long one. Okay. Sounds like a medical mystery, we'll go for it. <laughs> so this is a bit different this week because mm. we've actually already pitched sequels to this film. Oh yeah. Well over four years ago mm-hmm. for our first episode. Well, no, about four about years ago. About four years slightly ago. slightly under Slightly, slightly under, under four years ago on our first episode, sorry. Um, so we're in the position of having to do it again Mm -hmm. and like I said at the beginning I'm actually quite proud of my first idea and I found it difficult to think of a new one really but I have come up with something so I guess we'll decide at the end whether we think we've improved or not on uh, our last times around from what we remember and like I said if you want to go back and listen to those original ideas in full Go and listen to our episode one. Well,
1: I listened to it last week, actually, so I'm fairly refreshed on it. Cool, okay. I was. Te- I didn't, I couldn't think of anything, but I was really tempted to do a sequel to your idea. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that would have been Probably really been a nice little, yeah, yeah nice like little Titanic 3 or something. Nice full circle moment, sure. Yeah, yeah I, I wanted to, do, but I, could, I couldn't think of anything decent, I didn't really want to didn't want to do a bad idea
0: okay well what have you come up with then let me know
1: so uh the first one i've come up with is called titanic 2 undercover and underwater
0: undercover and underwater nice yeah. okay
1: so this is the one that i've done based off uh molly brown molly brown oh Cat the one brown yes yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I thought you meant that movie about poker we watched a few years ago molly <laughs> just molly what was that called it wasn't just molly was it molly's game molly's game yeah so okay yeah. forget that so molly brown okay yeah nothing to do with that So um, tell me more
1: yes yeah, so, right so imagine that she wasn't a, a, a real person and so i had the creative license to do whatever i wanted
0: yeah sure go ahead
1: that's <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, because because what i've got here completely contradicts everything that she actually seen, uh, apparently did in her real life that's fine but uh yeah so it's actually based on the real life story of uh, violet jessup don't know if you heard about this person Oh, this is a real life Titanic survivor? This is a real life Titanic survivor. She survived the crash of the RMS Olympic, the sinking of the Titanic, and the sinking of the HMHS Britannic. Good grief. Which are all three ships of the Olympic class from White Star Line.
0: Oh my God, did she like run over a witch or something? Like, what, what happened to her? Like, <laughs> what? I don't know. I was... <laughs> you trying to do a superstition thing. Yeah, like, how, how she did she. Broke get a so, mirror. Or... Did, yeah, exactly. Did she break a mirror? Walked under, and... w- walked under a ladder. Yeah, well, how did you get so unlucky?
1: Well,. Let's, let's find out, shall we? Okay. So, basically what I've done here is that she is Molly Brown. Okay. She is the Kathy Bates character, just because I wanted to pick a character who was kind of interesting
0: from Titanic, who survived. Who was, yeah, who's kind of a peripheral character. Yeah. So, is the Titanic the last of her sinking and misadventures? The second, actually. The second, okay. Um, so, we're going to follow her aboard all three
1: ships in okay. this sidequel slash sequel slash prequel, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Sure. Um, and explore how much of a coincidence was it really
0: okay are we suggesting that she is some
1: kind of terrorist very close okay. um a russian spy a russian spy okay yeah yeah so molly brown is actually her fake name her backstory <laughs> is entirely made
0: up so she's um, infiltrating these uber wealthy titanic passengers mm-hmm. just to get information from them
1: she is She's not a wife of a recently successful gold miner, or a, or whatever that was, mm-hmm. that nobody has actually met, and for some reason isn't on board. Yeah. Um, she, <laughs> I think he's supposed to be dead, but sure. Okay, sure. She is actually a Russian spy, on a mission to destabilise Western nations like England and America. The White Star Line plans to build these three Olympic vessels to create a regular large-scale mode of transport between the two countries, mm-hmm. which will, you know, potentially combine them to make a massive world superpower. Okay. Um... And, you know, now in 2020, America's pretty big. Sure, yeah, but um, for the time being. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, maybe back in 1912, Russia wanted to try and stop that from happening. I'm sure they did. And yeah. they were thinking, like, transport routes. Yeah. Let's, let's destroy some transport routes. Absolutely. White Star Line is about to really take off. Let's, uh, let's sink that ship before it sails. So she bought the, the first one, which is the Olympic. Mm. And uh, it's actually her first mission that she's ever done. So she's not that... What? Well, so she's her, a
0: her, Russian but yeah. she's adopted this very Kathy bates Is she still played by Kathy Bates, right? Uh, I mean, Kathy Bates might be a little bit old to
1: be, to be playing. The I young- think she could go back. To, to What, to play the version of the character
0: that she played 23 years ago, but younger? Well, maybe, okay, maybe you get another actress to play. Look, no, I'm not that fussed on the acting, but I'm just no, saying, be, I'm just imagining Kathy Bates... With her very Kathy Bates accent, yeah. also having like a thick Russian accent on the side. I, mm. I like that. I like that contrast. Like, that'd be very well, it, funny.
1: Her accent is very over the top. And I don't yeah. know if that's Kathy Bates' accent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably, uh, probably a bit hammed up the, for this film, sure. she doesn't yeah. Titanic. But it's, it, it is very hammy. Yeah, I think it like
0: could be a fake accent. Yeah, that could be really fun. I'd like to see that, yeah.
1: So, yeah, like I say, she's, she's not very well experienced in this. She doesn't really know what she plans to do to take down the ship. But she gets on board and immediately starts to misbehave. She makes things go wrong, starts some Chinese whispers, distracts some of the crew at key moments, and even hides the binoculars. No. Mm. So they don't see the iceberg? Well, this isn't the Titanic. Okay. So this one, it goes fairly well, and she manages to crash the ship. Mm -hmm. However, the ship doesn't sink because the damage wasn't that bad, and uh, it was just by the Isle of Wight anyway, so... Was she planning to go down
0: with the ship, or did she have, like, an escape route? Large parents get on lifeboat and make her way, yeah. Oh, because she's posing as like a rich upper class lady, so yeah. she'd get like first choice. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. But
1: yeah, there's no real, no real casualties on this ship. Basically, it didn't work. Like, that is not enough to take down an entire large shipping okay. company. But for a first try, you know, not for too For a bad. first try, it's not terrible. But months later, um, it is the maiden voyager, the Titanic, coming up. It's mm-hmm. said to be the biggest and grandest ship ever built. It's going to put White Star Line on the map. And she realizes, like, this could be the make or break moment. Like, yeah. Either they're going to do really well as a company, or I can take them right down at the highest moment. Yeah. So, yeah, she gets on board and immediately starts putting her plan in place, which is to cause as many distractions and as much drama as possible. She flirts with all the high-ranking officers, lonely men who regularly spend weeks away from their wives. Sure. And, uh, yeah, in a day or two into the voyage, she uses her spy skills to intercept messages from radio control that there's icebergs ahead. And She's oh. like, ah, Great. That's convenient.
0: I like the idea that, like, while we're watching Kate Winslet and um, Jack Dawson, like, full, and Leonardo DiCaprio, sorry, like, mm. fully getting it on and having the steamy hand sex scene. Yeah. Just somewhere else on the ship. Hand, sex. hand <laughs> so, yeah, Sorry, steamy hand sex. <laughs> Not hand sex in the hand is the main, but just, like, steamy hand sex. Mm. The hand is steamy, mm. you know, while sex is happening. Uh, but while that's happening, somewhere on the ship, Kathy Bates is just, like, literally, like, breaking into the controls, just, like, yeah. so, just, just, like, doing really techy things. I love that. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, so she she creates a drama down in third class, big enough that will require the first officer's attention, mm-hmm. um, leaving the very inexperienced second officer. Oh, so uh, are you trash. suggesting
0: that she engineered that whole love story so that that would be the distraction? Oh, I like big that. Time. Like she's just pulling all the strings. She's a puppet master. Because so. she's the one who, who who put Leo in the suit. And True. Just,
1: like, she, like if it wasn't for her they definitely wouldn't be together because he would have gone to dinner and been turned away. I like it. And like those those key moments in their relationship, they, you know, mm. they weren't the first moments, but they were mm. key moments. They wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Kathy Bates' character. Maybe
0: at that first dinner where Kate Winslet's feeling really blue, Kathy yep. Bates leans over and goes, maybe you should kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Just fully just puppet mistress, yeah. yeah.
1: Hey, Leo, why don't you go and sit on that bench over there? Yeah,
0: yeah, she's just, yeah, she's manipulating every detail.
1: I love yep. it, Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that one's quite extravagant, but, sure. but uh, the, there's some more basic stuff that I've got here. Okay. So, yeah, like she sent the first, managed to get the first officer to go down to third class to go and sort something out there. Mm. Very inexperienced second officer is now in charge of the boat. I keep calling it a boat, it's a ship, a ship or whatever. Ship. So, so he, he is now steering a ship or whatever, which I think is somewhat accurate. Yeah. I've always wondered, where was the captain when all this was
0: going on? When all what was going on? Sorry. When, like, they hit the iceberg and stuff. I think he was just in bed. Where where was the captain? No, you see him go to bed. He can't be awake 24-7. It's like middle of the night. It happened like 3am.
1: He went to bed. Well, what I've said is, meanwhile, she's taking the captain back to her quarters. (gasps) She's
0: seducing him. She has seduced the captain. Oh, nice.
1: And she's going to have him go down on her like the ship going
0: down at sea. Oh, Harry. (laughs) (laughs) She's an Oscar winner. (laughs) You can't talk about her like that. She's got range. She does have range, John.
1: Well, yeah, anyway, it it goes... you know, it goes exactly as planned. Leo and Kate, they uh, accidentally distract the officers in the crow's nest um, <laughs> right at the moment of the iceberg's approach. And uh, those those two officers, they turn back to see the iceberg for the first time. And one of them goes, oh, God, is that, is that an iceberg? The other one says, I don't know. Hand me the binoculars. The other one says, I thought you had them. No, you did. So where are they then? Oh, no. Cut back to Kathy Bates. She's wearing nothing apart from binoculars. Okay, just yeah. around her neck while the captain's going to turn um
0: <laughs> ah, okay <laughs> didn't expect this to be the road you'd go down okay i'm now imagining like the sweaty hand sex scene again yeah but just like when that hand hits it's cafe pizza's pudgy little hand It's like <laughs> move, <laughs> through the glass through the glass it just makes
1: me laugh suddenly the the, the room that they're in mm-hmm. um her bedroom it starts starts to shake as the boat collides with the iceberg okay um enough for the captain to put his head up and says what was that and mm. she goes, oh, nothing, Captain, just me enjoying myself. Oh, God. Um,
0: <laughs> You've really gone into detail on this. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. I but, don't know if it's like I'm just yeah, putting in a series of events why the Captain wouldn't be interested in sure, what's going on on the sure, boat. Sure, okay, okay. Um, anyway, so, well... You, you've seen the rest of the Titanic movie. You know, there
0: is actually a movie called About Schmidt in which Kathy Bates goes full frontal. If you if you really want to see it, oh great! So, the,
1: so so what what are you telling me off for? This is no, no this
0: I'm just saying if you'd, clearly that might be something of interest to you. So maybe we'll do it for a future episode. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, you've,
1: you've you've seen the rest of Titanic. Yeah, the ship goes down. Mm-hmm. She doesn't do much more mischief other than creating the Chinese whisper that the captain orders women and children first, ah, thereby okay. ensuring her
0: own survival, her own survival on lifeboat. Nefarious, I like it. Mm-hmm.
1: Very good. Okay. So the moment in the movie when she turns around on the lifeboat and she sees the main ship like upended and sinking and the horror of it all, and a light switches on in her brain, and she says like, "Oh dear God," or, or something, "God Almighty," or, yeah. yeah, "God Almighty," yeah. Mm-hmm. And she sees the evil in what she's done.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, she has a moment of weakness and redemption,
1: but only temporarily. Oh, okay. She's she's still got another ship to take down. Oh, okay. oh, sure, okay. She's got the she's got the uh, the HMHS Britannic, which right. is. Uh, Blimey. I think a few years later. So um, I'm not going to go into detail on what happens on a Britannic uh, too much, but it's largely the same thing. (laughs) She seduces Um, the captain again. (laughs) (laughs) She's just this
0: femme fatale.
1: (laughs) I mean, it it worked for the Titanic. Sure, yeah. So, you know, she's going to do the same sort of thing for the Britannic. That's the plan, at least. But just in case that doesn't work, she's put a few other sort of plans in motion... Okay. That, ...that are also going to ensure it's sinking. Okay. Um, and as the history books tell, it was successful. Yeah. She does sink the ship. Did she get that one alive as well, this woman? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, she doesn't sleep with the captain in, the, in, in this one because shortly beforehand... Uh, while she's flirting with him, he gives her a tour of the ship. Right. So I don't know if you know, but HMHS Britannic, HMHS is His Majesty's Hospital Ship. Oh, it was a medical ship? It was a wartime medical ship. Interesting, okay. And so after having a tour of the ship, she's then like, oh. She feels a bit guilty again. I'm not sure if I can sink a hospital. okay. (laughs) And so, like, she abandons the plan to distract the captain, but unfortunately all her other plans are already in place, Mm -hmm. and it can't can't be solved. So, though she does manage to uh, uh,
0: get to safety, the ship does still sink.
1: Okay. I did not do the research to see how many people died in that one, but uh, that's... Well,
0: we don't end it on a downsy note, but the point is that she... So she, she but, wins at the but, end. But, but
1: either, either... No, she doesn't win. Like, okay. by the, by this point, she has, like, oh my God, I just sank a hospital. Oh, so she's left that that that, 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 that light that turned on briefly after Titanic, it's
0: permanently on. Oh, okay. Back. So it's, it's, she finds her She's soul, like, but, what a, what, a, what have I done? What am I doing? The Russians made me do this. Okay. So she's, cons- she's got, got I, to live with that guilt for the rest of her life now. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, now, I'd also like to say that this uh, this film would be sort of like how Titanic was, sort of bookended or narrated. Oh, it's
0: narrated by like an old Kathy Bates, old eight yeah. hundred Kathy, like
1: 800 Kathy nice. Bates. Okay, yeah, which uh, Kathy Bates could definitely play that. Yeah,
0: she's got range. She's yeah. got range. Yeah.
1: And so, you know, one of my favourite things that movies do—they have a little narration device. Forrest Gump is the best example of this—a yeah. narration device that then suddenly becomes the movie. Yeah, when Forrest Gump, when like the woman on the bench says, oh, she just lives the there. Oh, I see. We're halfway then, through the narration yeah. is
0: like the main plot again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: So that's what happens here. Okay. Where she's like, right, okay, I'm going to take down the Russians. Oh, so because so, she so, feels so, so guilty, so, so she
0: switches sides.
1: Yeah, basically. So after sinking the hospital ship, she infiltrates the Russian intelligence agency or whatever it was that she came from mm-hmm. and basically steals steals data, steals the names of the spies. Sure. So she knows all the spies. She has to wait a little bit for like, everything to die down a bit if she did that right now then she'd be found out sure wouldn't probably wouldn't go very well she waits decades and okay. so she never gets around to until she tells this story at age 100 and then she's like i really should <laughs> <laughs> it's now or never bitch, <laughs> and so yeah she starts tracking down these people and turns out there's, there's been a lot of conspiracies o- o- over the time like did you know that somebody uh, switched out the oxygen tank on apollo 13 to one that wasn't going to work so well that was a thing. It's, wow, not, okay. it's, not, it's not a real thing.
0: Okay. Um, I was going to say, like, how much of Do On contributed to this episode? I feel <laughs> we need to pay them some royalties. Like, all, Oh, no, no, nothing, no that, that was a made-up fact. Oh, that was, just, trivia. Okay, that was yes. okay.
1: Sorry, I just realized that you're quite gullible. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know about Apollo Pisces. <laughs> she also meets the agent who leaks the files at Watergate. Like, there's all sorts of things. Well, that she's, a,
0: yeah, she's had a very... It could be like
1: a miniseries, this. Definitely, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> now she's very old. She's about 100. Okay, It's the 80s. Sure, and she's like, "Okay, guys, guys, we need to take down Russia somehow. All of Russia? Oh, no, we need it's not Russia. We need to take down the USSR, the Soviet like, Union. Yes, the Soviet. Sure. It, it need. It needs to. This is. This has gone on too much. Like the <laughs> Titanic, the the, the the Britannic, Apollo thirteen, Watergate. Like sure. that president was great. Everyone loved him. Okay. Um. So she comes up with a plan that's going to destabilize the USSR. Okay. And uh, the film closes with. Her 800, plus okay. plenty of other old people, maybe famous actors I do not know, with their zoom frames and everything, just slowly walking up to uh, Reactor 4 at Chernobyl. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> and then the film closes. They know how to stabilize a country. So y- <laughs> so you're pitching, like, the bucket list mixed with Chernobyl. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anyone saw that coming. Ba- sure. Basically, yeah. Okay. That was great, but did you say that was one of your two short ideas before you get to your main long? No, that was the main one. That was okay. Good, thank God. Okay. So, <laughs> that was great. But I was like, God, have you got three. That was like a short one. Like, <laughs> this episode's already two hours long, so <laughs> no, that's very really good. I like that. Thank you. Did you say you have two baby ones as well? Or? Uh,
1: yes. So yeah, I do. Um, so one of them I've called Titanic Junior.
0: Titanic Junior. Okay, interesting
1: which uh i don't know if we can make if if we can finish this story off to make it match the title i don't know but anyway so it's a direct sequel that picks up shortly after the the end okay um rose dawson okay. um gets into america and has to start herself a brand new life okay she uh, doesn't even have her family name anymore she's, No, she's got a zip she's Nothing. Got, got the name of a dead man she has the coat of her um, ex fiance a very fancy diamond and a wad of cash yeah that's all she has mm-hmm. she decides that uh she doesn't really have any direction in life, so she's going to try and track down Jack Dawson's family. Oh. And, uh, if, if he has any. Because she doesn't know. She doesn't know very much about him at Good all. point, yeah. Like, he said he was from somewhere at that dinner table, but she doesn't know in, doesn't know that. Chippewa true. Falls, yeah. Yeah. So
0: is that where she heads to Chippewa Falls? That's where she
1: goes, yeah. She has no, nowhere else to go. Sure, so yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's where she goes. Okay. So it's going to be a road trip movie, mm. basically. You know, it's 1912, you can't get anywhere at any speed. So sure, so, yeah, it's, it's a slow road trip movie. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 going to take her a while to get there. It's going to meet some people over the course of the film, there's going to be some sort of incidents, and, you know, they're going to get into some scrapes. Classic mm-hmm. road trip movie. But shortly into it, she starts feeling a bit unwell, and uh, has some stomach pains. Oh no. She has a little suspicion, and when her period doesn't come, she knows she's pregnant with Jack's baby. <gasps>
0: Okay, wow. And
1: so then the rest of the movie continues, uh, the road trip element, but now with some urgency because she knows that in, you know, eight to nine months or whatever, she's going to have a little baby and would really like to have found Jack's family by this point to try and help
0: her through. So the main plot of the film is her just finding Jack's family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you reckon she finds them? I think that's probably a good Where way to go with it. To, yeah. yeah, sure. Any um, thoughts on who they might be? I, I hadn't had a thought at all, no. no. What do you think? Well, I, they're probably like Chippewa Falls, like you know, they're probably very. I don't, even, I don't even know what that is. No, but I mean, he's clearly like you know, not from money, so mm, yeah, you could have some real like. It could be Glen Close, <laughs> like Hillbilly Elegy with Glen Close from that sure, movie, which, yeah, she's yeah. Gone, which is like, like yeah Yeah. Well, actually, my main idea, spoiler alert, also basically involves Kate Winslet being pregnant with his baby at the end. Oh, okay, but, uh, cool. So you've kind of anticipated that, but mm-hmm. I went in a different direction. But do you want to finish your last one? Is it a short one? or? Uh,
1: yeah, it's kind of a short one. Um, I'm not sure if it's uh, a bit too silly. Uh, inspired by the upcoming Marvel What If series. Oh, of course. This is called Titanic What If.
0: Titanic What If, okay.
1: Um, so first, I've got three very small ideas here. They're just a paragraph each.
0: Okay. Um, if Jack lost the poker game, Oh, so he never sailed, yeah? So yeah. just is that in which Kate Winslet has an affair with like a very tall Swedish man He stay- doesn't speak any English? So
1: yes, he'd stay in Southampton while Sven goes on a Titanic. Rose would still try to commit suicide, but uh, Sven would be there instead. She can't understand what he's trying to say because yeah. he's not very good with English. Not at all. Um, so she jumps anyway. <laughs> all right, and pretty, yeah. pretty grim. There is no car sex um, in a few days, which distracts the men on the lookout, and so they see the iceberg in time,
0: and they narrowly miss it. Also, oh, so everyone... So actually, it's better for the world. It's better for the world, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is funny how, like, in the real film, nothing she does has any positive outcome. No. Like, at the beginning... Like, obviously, she arguably causes the whole tragedy, but also, mm. when she jumps out of the first lifeboats, mm-hmm. you know, w- when she's with her mother and Cal, mm-hmm. and then the next two hours basically end the same, where she lives and he dies. Like, nothing has any... Im- Nothing actually matters. Yeah. Yeah. The same outcome is the same. She lives, everyone else dies. Right? Yep. She probably causes more deaths than she saves. <laughs> I wonder.
1: Yeah. It'd be interesting to watch the film again and try and work out how many call how many deaths. She yeah. directly causes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. Yeah, because she does she punch somebody in the water. Like like when they both go into the water, yeah. somebody else uses I forget who somebody else uses either Jack or Rose. As like a flotation device. Yeah, they use
0: they use her because she's got the life jacket. Yes, there's a random guy. Oh, they who, use yeah. her, okay. and then Jack punches that guy off. Her, yeah. yeah, I mean
1: to be fair, he was killing her. I do. Yes. Oh yeah 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 sure,
0: but like technically, that's murder. That is true. Yeah. Technically, he murdered that man. Sure. Who knows how many people who she distracted on her way to rescue him who could have gotten a, bit, a boat earlier? Mm. You know,
1: who knows? Yeah, yeah totally. Um, anyway, so I've got uh, two more small ones. Sure. Um, so if Mister Andrews, the architect, wasn't on board, okay. Um, then, and they didn't realise that they were going to go down so fast. Then when it hit the iceberg, there'd be nobody telling them what was going to happen, you know, with the water flowing through the sections and stuff. Sure. And so when none of the crew have any certainty of what's going to happen, and no one's making any decisions, they have a brainstorming session. Okay. So they're trying like, okay, how do we how do we get out of this? What's going on here? Well, the ship's sinking to the front, so I think the best thing we can do... Get everyone to get stand, stand hat, at the yeah. back. <laughs> Why didn't they try yeah. that? Could have bought them some time. So yeah, they they get every everybody on on board to pick up as much weight as they can, <laughs> um, and just go as far back on the
0: ship as possible, and just keep running back and forth and for for four hours until the Carpathia arrives. Yeah, ba- yeah,
1: yeah, basically, and uh, <laughs> um, you know the, the ship does still sink, but way slower. Yeah, but have and, them um, some
0: time. Yeah, yeah, it saves everyone's lives. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't think of that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> just stand at the back. Yes.
0: That's Um, my favourite so far.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so instead of turning left and... This is the last one. Yeah. um, Instead of turning left and scraping the side of the iceberg, ripping a hole in five sections of of the ship, they hit it directly at full speed. Okay. Um, You know, they're trying to slow down, but they're very close, so it's basically full speed. Right. But their full speed's only, like, 20 miles an hour or something. Sure, yeah. It's not that fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's a decent speed, but, like... In the grand scheme of things, sure. yeah. Um, You know, imagine your car driving in a 20 limit. It's not fast. I
0: cannot imagine that.
1: Yeah, so it's fast enough that it knocks everybody's drinks over. Sure. But, you know, not 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 much else. Bit of damage to the front of the ship. Sure. You know, probably breach the first compartment, but, you know, we know. Four compartments, you're good. Yeah. One compartment, absolutely fine. Okay. Unfortunately, though... The intern in radio control, well, he spilt his drink on the radio equipment. Oh, no. Breaking it permanently. So, I mean, that means the is not even coming. It, yeah. Well, I mean, they're not in such a bad situation, because they're not sinking. Okay. But they can't communicate with
0: anybody. So, they're just stuck there indefinitely. Yes. Yeah. Floating.
1: So the front of their ship is damaged enough to stop the ship from being str- so streamlined. Mm. And uh, yeah, with so much water in the front compartment, it slowed down the ship a lot and also the ship is now kind of tilting a bit towards the front, so there's no flat surfaces anymore. Oh, sorry. Everything's rolling Everything's everywhere. And... Everything's so slightly off base. Yeah. yeah like everybody just feels a little bit off. Sure. Like a little bit sort of seasick kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, so they can't communicate with anyone. They're moving way, way too slowly. It takes them three weeks to get back to New York. Oh, dear It was supposed to take them three more days. It takes them three weeks.
0: So they're all like really beardy and mm-hmm. like sea crazy and yeah. cabin fever. When they get there, Everyone has had, had
1: already assumed that they were dead. Okay. But, you know, everybody just looks terrible and they're all really hungry. Mm-hmm. But other than that, they're all fine. Apart from the fact that nobody can walk on a flat surface anymore. Oh,
0: they've got permanent sea legs. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, gem- that's something that's happened, apparently. I've read about really? that. That's like a, a very rare medical thing where... It happens to some woman where she got on a boat like a cruise and got really badly seasick and it did mm-hmm. something to her brain where for the rest of her life as far as i'm aware i don't think they ever cured her mm. she walked around feeling like the same sensation of being on a boat she's that nausea yeah. she's had for like 30 years constantly wow that's that's, that's grim. Rough. that is grim yeah. yeah yeah but interesting idea yeah so, cool i think i like yeah i think i like you middle one best i think i like evil Kathy baits but i also like that one about running up and down the boat (laughs) the visual of that really tickles me so yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's very cartoonish yeah yeah very good okay okay so here's the question are any of those ideas better than james franco and co get stoned and cause the whole thing to happen
1: um let's see i think that they all are apart from maybe junior titanic or whatever it was i called that I think maybe. I agree because I, I didn't. I didn't really flesh that one out.
0: Yeah, I think I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've cool. done. You've done well there. Okay. okay. Cool. So I've got only one particular one, but I had a couple of small ideas. That I'm not really going to talk about, but some ideas I brainstormed before I got to my final idea was uh, well, actually, there's only one. I thought briefly about this, but I couldn't really flesh it out in an interesting way. Mm. But I thought like, okay, so Jack and Rose's story is very self-contained, and yeah. you know, there's it, he dies, she doesn't. It's the end. What mm-hmm. can you do? So I thought. But there's so many interesting side characters in this movie. So Mm -hmm. I thought, well, what would you do if you had like a... Like there's an episode of The Simpsons called 22 Short Films About Springfield, which is all like two-minute vignettes about... Yeah, I watched that recently. There's definitely not 22. No, there's like 12. But But imagine if you did that for the Titanic, where all of the supporting cast had their own little plot lines and arcs and character arcs. I Mm -hmm. thought that could be really interesting. I've not actually gone down and written them all, but I just thought that would be a good idea. Yeah. One of the ones I did think about, which could be part of that though, I was really fascinated by um, Fabrizio. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what if Fabrizio wasn't really Italian? (laughs) What if he was like... Because the accent's so cartoonish. What if he was like some guy who was like from Birmingham or something, who was like faking an Italian accent the whole time, and it just got in too deep and he couldn't get out of it. And he had to just keep living the lie. Yeah, so yeah. the whole t- he's just he's just done it as a joke or maybe like to to get some kind of job or to maybe and he's trying woman. to go to america yeah maybe that's the it, only yeah. place
1: that he'll be able to like start afresh
0: yeah so but he's like he's trapped in his own lies like it's me and he's actually like dave from birmingham or something <laughs> 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 yeah that's all I, I just like that idea but it's all cool. i like i like that yeah yeah so i had that but my main idea is um a bit more fleshed out than that my main idea is called Titanic 2, Till Death Do Us Part. Ooh. It's a very dramatic title, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and it does have some crossover with your ideas because we pick up with Rose after she lands in New York at the end of the mm-hmm. original film. I'm going to say we can just digitally deage Kate Winslet. It's episode 200, don't <laughs> don't push me. You yeah. don't want Cersei Ronan? Also, it could be Cersei Ronan in a Kate Winslet wig, whatever. doesn't mm-hmm. matter, yeah. Maybe Kate Winslet could now be the old woman remembering it backwards. That's how much time has gone, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, she lands. But Kate looks so good. She looks great, yeah. She looks 30s. Exactly why I think she could just play the role herself. Just yeah. slightly digitally yeah. aged. Yeah, 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 yeah. doesn't matter. So she lands in New York. She's completely cut off from her former life, obviously, because she's not wanting to stick around with Cal or her mother. Mm-hmm. So she's got no connections whatsoever. She's completely alone. But she does have the heart of the ocean, which we find oh, yeah. she has in her pocket, of course. But she keeps hold of that. She doesn't sell it because mm. she knows that any attempt to sell something so famous could expose her. Uh, yeah, There's no way she can sell that and not become exposed for who she really is. Ah, uh, yeah, like,
1: see, see, I thought that she more sort of kept it for, like, poetic reasons. Well, I also
0: said the other reason was she that she, yeah, she, it's like a memorial of her. It's all she has, literally, mm. of that one last happy night with Jack when mm-hmm. he was drawing her. So for, for a variety of reasons, she ain't selling it. Mm-hmm. So she keeps hold of that, does nothing with it, hides it. So now she's, like, trapped alone in New York. Uh, and... She has to make her own way in the world. So she, she takes a job as like a typist or something, like a, just a generally, you know, mm-hmm. everyday kind of job. Uh, and she moves into an apartment. that I think I think she's in New York. And I'm thinking it's like Rose in New York. Yeah. So she's has, she's got no money. She's got a very low paid job. So she gets into a shared apartment with a f- colourful cast of broad ethnic stereotypes mm-hmm. you know, in, in the spirit of Titanic. Because Titanic is... Nothing you've not stereotyped. You know, you've got your stereotypical yeah. Irish-Italians. So. Weird Eastern Europeans who you don't know where they're from. They can't yeah. speak the language. Yeah. But she forms a family with these people. Like, yeah. She lives with them in New York. She becomes a real New Yorker, so they all help her yeah. out, basically. That's the point I'm going for. So she's living with these people, and within a few weeks, she discovers, to her shock, that she is, in fact, pregnant. Nice. And like your one, it's definitely Jack's baby, because her and Cal never actually did the deed. Nope. So she knows for a fact it's Jack's. Mm-hmm. And because it's Jack's and because of all she's been through, she's obviously determined she's going to keep it because mm-hmm. she's not going to give up this last link to Jack. Mm-hmm. So she keeps the baby. But she's also determined to start this new life. She, she's not going to go back to her mother and Cal. She's absolutely fixated on that. So she's determined that despite all of this, because it is 1912, it's not really a time when single mothers really were you know, socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. But she's, like, she's going to do it for herself. And so with the help of all her new stereotypical flatmates Mm. she's gonna make it work and she does and they all work together with her and they help her to raise the baby that's great so she raises this little boy up to like a toddler maybe he's like five and as he gets older and less dependent on her she starts pursuing a new career in uh acting in theater work Mm -hmm. because i would imagine well i mean there's the bit in the film obviously with the dancing when she is at the irish party and she gets on her little tippy toes Mm -hmm. and that made me think she's probably had a lot of theatrical training yeah and so that could be like a career for her to pursue now that she's out on her own in new york yeah so she starts doing acting classes and auditioning for roles basically Mm -hmm. uh while supporting herself with more menial jobs
1: we didn't talk about the bit where um you know when they go down to the party in Mm steerage and uh he pulls her up to to go and dance and she's like, no, I don't, I don't know this. I can't dance. I don't know the steps. And then it's just a full river dance. dance, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they both did do a full choreographed river dance. What, what's
0: that about? Maybe. Well, this is the thing. I'm thinking maybe <laughs> Where did she's like a nat- maybe she's got like a natural dancer's brains, even though she's mm. not learned those steps. She can improv so well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking yeah. she gets a role in like a musical or something. Like basically, a few years pass. The song grows up a bit, and she gets a leading role or a very significant role in this big broadway production this play like Mm -hmm. so this is a big day for it she becomes an actress because the reason i've gone with this is that in the original film the backstory is that kate winslet's character after leaving the titanic they actually say like oh she became an actress for a few years yeah and that's kind of the reason that the beardy guy says that she's probably a fake because it's like she's an actress why Mm -hmm. why would you trust her so i'm kind of leaning into that storyline where she actually does become an actress Mm -hmm. so yeah she gets this role of this broadway play whatever she's it's a fantastic opportunity for her she gets on the stage Mm -hmm. does the performance so she's done that she's in that performance for a few weeks you know she's she's in this production that's been running for a while yeah she's doing that performance night after night she's getting rave reviews she's getting standing ovations Mm -hmm. top of the world one night she finishes a performance takes a bow walks into a dressing room and is confronted by a familiar face Mm -hmm. molly brown Oh. Kathy Bates. Oh, I thought it was going to be Jack. It's not... No, no, Jack's dead. I'm not bringing... <laughs> I brought Jack back from the dead last time I did this, so yeah. this time, no, he, he's staying dead. So oh. it's, it's it's Molly Brown. Because oh. she feels like... She, she's rich, she's cultured, she goes yeah. to the theatre. Yeah. So she's recognised Kate... Uh, Rose, sorry. Oh, right. And she's gone backstage. And mm. she, so she gives her a huge hug, and she's like, you're a sight for sore eyes, how did you survive, all mm. this stuff, you know? And they sit down, and Rose tells her story, and mm-hmm. uh, Molly Brown listens... Molly t- still
1: knows Rose's mum. Is that going to come up?
0: Well, exactly. Well, that's where I'm going with this. So okay. so Molly Brown asks about Jack and mm-hmm. Rose admits that Jack died on the Titanic and mm-hmm. Molly Brown gives her a big hug and, you know, mm-hmm. comforts her and says he was a good boy. All this stuff. She, yeah. You know, she, she's, she's, a, she's, a good old, she's a good gal. Yeah, she's a stand-up she gal. Yeah, so, yeah, so she said, she promises to keep her secret. She's like, I'm not going to tell anyone if you've made this new life for yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil this for you. Sisters have got to look out for each other, whatever, you know. I believe her. Yeah, I believe her. She's good She's good stuff. Mm-hmm. But she does say, you should you should talk to your mother. She, and she gives her her address. And she says, look, since your mother came to America, everything that happened, thinking you were dead, she's fallen on very hard times, mm-hmm. as she was afraid of happening. Like, she's, last I heard, she was working as a cleaning lady. Mm-hmm. And you should. You should go to her. And I'm not going to force you, but I'm just, she gives her the address. Yeah. And she's like, you know, you really should, because you only get one mother. So Rose is obviously very, she's in two minds about this. She's mm-hmm. not very, she's very hesitant to reconnect with this woman who she still holds a lot of resentment for. You mm-hmm. know. But ultimately she does. She seeks her out. She goes and she finds her. She reconnects with her mm-hmm. and she reveals herself to Ruth, her mother. Yeah. The Francis Fisher character. Yeah. And Ruth is obviously overcome with emotion when she realizes that her daughter's still alive. That can be a very emotional scene. She's Mm -hmm. crying. She's hugging her. You know, it's great. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's clear that she's still very, and she has fallen on hard times. She's working as a cleaning lady. She's Mm -hmm. not rich anymore because she has no, now that her daughter has been presumed dead for years and there's no marriage. Mm -hmm. She has nothing to to protect her from the debt. So they've caught up with her. Yeah. And she's like very humbled now.
1: She should have changed the name as well. Well, she'd still have the debt. I don't know. Yeah. She but didn't. Yeah, 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 but nobody knew who anybody was. True.
0: Well, she, this is the thing. She's so addicted to money and her good family name that she couldn't possibly give that up. That's mm-hmm. part That's part of this plot. Because basically, right, right. they have this emotional reunion with the mother and daughter. Mm-hmm. But after that emotional reunion's passed, it becomes very obvious that Ruth is still very fixated on money and society and status. She's mm-hmm. not really changed. Mm-hmm. And actually, because of all that's happened to her, with her losing her money and her, losing her daughter for all these years she's become a little bit delusional since yeah. the titanic disaster and she's actually a little bit not quite with it anymore and so when she finds out that rose has a baby mm-hmm. or has a young child now she she's very excited because she's like well obviously it's cal's and you know mm-hmm. so if we can seek cal out now, now now we'll have to marry you and then we'll be rich again like yeah, yeah. that's her whole vibe she's like well we can we can finally re-enter society mm-hmm. and rose has to say look no first of all it's not his baby Jack's baby, which Mm -hmm. the mother is not happy about. Yeah. And then she's also like, also I've left that life behind. I've started a new life for myself and you need to respect this. This is not the life. That's not the life I want. Mm -hmm. I never want to see Cal again. Mm -hmm. He was a bastard. So no, absolutely not happening. That's not going to happen. Yeah, You need to move on from that. That part of my life is over. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so Ruth reluctantly agrees or so it seems. But however, a few days later, Rose comes back from another performance to her own apartment and finds waiting for her it's cal in her apartment the mother has sold her out wow the mother has gone to cal and told him everything in exchange for some money or whatever like mm-hmm. so yeah he's there and he's what waiting he for. Care? well he's obsessed with revenge oh, he's yeah, still that, fixated on that, the, like, that, that, that waited character. On, he waited on the titanic for a long time when clearly he needed to get on a lifeboat he had more yeah. he is fixated on revenge so he confronts her and he's like, you know, you'll always belong to me. And he's like, where's the heart of the ocean? And she's like, it sank into the ocean. Like he's mm. she's not giving that back to him. No. That's hers now. Yeah, yeah. So she's just like, no, it sank. I don't even know what happened to that. I don't care. And she's like she tells him like you have no power over me anymore. Just yeah. go away. There's nothing that you have for me. You can, you know. Yeah. I might as well still be dead just pretend that's the case. But he will not let it go. And he actually kidnaps her son. I'm thinking Ooh. it turns into like a stalkery kind of thing at this point, like a Ooh. thriller. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he kidnaps his son. I, I'm going to fast forward now because I didn't, I don't really, I haven't really written every individual scene. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking it, maybe it builds up with him stalking her because he's mm-hmm. still very rich and stuff, and he, he's still like fully obsessed with revenge and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he knows <laughs> it's not his baby. He knows it's Jack's child. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she had a child with Jack has. Does it, dri- does,
1: does it? Is he got the same little hairstyle?
0: Yeah, he's got the little blonde. Yeah, exactly. it's yeah. like, like, clean, he, it's like he's, he's exactly. He looks exactly like Leo. Yeah, it, it's like a little shrunk down CGI Leo. Yeah, yeah with great. a little, with a little. CGI blonde hair yeah great but the fact that she had a baby they I mean were gonna do the voice I mean it's like a five year old but sure yeah. <laughs> but the fact that she had a baby with Jack just drives Cal to yeah. full insanity so yeah, at a certain yeah. point she he kidnaps the child and maybe he leaves her a note saying like meet me on the bridge or whatever mm-hmm. some dramatic location the mm-hmm. bridge the mansion the hill it doesn't matter yeah come and meet me on the bridge or you'll you'll never see your son again. Mm-hmm. And she goes and there's a whole dramatic thing and maybe they have like a fight in the rain. I've mm-hmm. not really scripted this part. It's mm-hmm. very vague, obviously. Yeah. But what I want to happen basically is a big old like dramatic movie fight where maybe Cal is strangling her or like mm-hmm. attacking her or holding her over the... Maybe he's going to push her into the water. It's like, you know... Someone yeah. needs to go in the water. Someone needs to go in the water. This is the thing. He's holding her in the water and he's like, if I can't have you, nobody will. He's going he's gonna to push her over the bridge into yeah. like... The river or whatever, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So she's at this very vulnerable moment where he's fully going to kill her. Just as it's about to happen, from out of nowhere, a whack to the back of his head. Mm-hmm. He's smacked, falls down dead. Mm-hmm. Dead. It's, yeah, yeah. He's he's been killed. Oof. It's Molly Brown. Hey. She's ter- for no for no reason for no reason. She's, she's just, just turned up to save the day. Guardian the angel. Yeah, guardian angel, and she helps him. Sa- she saves the day, and uh, <laughs> and her, I'm just. I know I've not particularly scripted this very well, but mm. I'm thinking, I just really want to get to a point where Kathy Bates and Kate Winslet are burying Billy Zane's body. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, you know what? We'll never speak of this again, but I'm here. Yeah. I I got you girl. I'm here for you. Like, yep. wow. So they're burying his body. We'll, we'll say he committed suicide because he lost all his money. Like, you know, because yeah. that's the thing she says. It, yeah. She's like, Oh, I heard he put a pistol in his mouth. Yeah. Maybe actually she killed him. Well, she's not getting to get into all that on the boat. That's a whole second story, yeah, yeah. That could get her incriminated. Yeah. So I just like the idea that Kathy Bates is like she helps her to cover up the murder. Mm-hmm. She's like, "You're free now. I've saved you. Do what you want." Yeah. And she gives her back the heart. Okay, that, actually, that's what I wanted to happen. I don't know how Kathy Bates got this, but I want Kathy Bates to hit Cal over the head with the heart of the ocean and kill him with that. <laughs> but it's, it's poetic. It's just a small little diamond, though. It's, a, it's hard, though. Just like she beats her over the head with
1: it. Like. Yeah, I know it's hard, but like. I just I like the poetry of hard, it. Okay, sure. It's hardly weapon-shaped.
0: No, yeah, but it just hits the right in the temple, I don't know.
1: But what I'm getting maybe, at is... Maybe, maybe she, like, distracts him with it. Just, like, you know,
0: she comes up behind him and then just, like, dangles it over her shoulder and he's like, what? I, don't, I like the idea of Kathy Bates beaten into death. but whatever. That could work too, yeah. Sure, sure. Well, yes, yeah, so, but the point is he's dead. Yep. But what I want is that Kathy Bates then gives the Heart of the Ocean, which she knows is worth like billions, mm. but she gives it back to Kate freely, to Rose, mm-hmm. and says, Look, I don't want this. It's yours. Mm. It belongs to you. He gave it to you. Because I want Kathy Bates to have a last moment of being like, giving some wisdom. Yeah. And she's like, You know, you could sell this and you, you and your son will never want for anything again. Yeah. But you've seen what happens to rich people. Mm-hmm. Do you really want that for him? Mm hmm. I would keep it quiet if I were you, but it's up to you, girl. So um, yeah, yeah, and she, and then that's why oh, Rose, she's
1: a good character, and she? she's great. That's what I mean. I want her yeah. to
0: still be like this wise character. Yeah. So that's basically where it ends. But that I think is why at the very end of the original film, where mm-hmm. the old lady throws it into the ocean at the end, mm-hmm. it has so much more meaning because she's like, I know what this does to rich people. Exactly. Yeah, it's, like, it's like the ring from Lord of the Rings. It's yeah. like I'm casting this into. When she throws it out, it's not just like a Jack moment. It's like she's casting this evil mm. thing that is corrupted so many souls and she's casting into Mount Doom. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. Yeah. And so that it just adds extra weight to the end. And of course she says she never sees her mother again because her mother betrayed her. And so it's yeah. when she throws that her mother got the second chance. And she screwed it up. That, but that was it. So that yeah, so when she throws the heart of the ocean, <clears> she's not just thinking of Jack, she's thinking of Kathy Bates. She's thinking mm-hmm. of her mother, she's thinking of Cal. Mm-hmm. All the people who've allowed this thing to well not Kathy Bates was corrupted. She actually was a very good character, but mm. it's very meaningful for her. And she when she throws it in, it's like let's break the curse yeah the curse of wealth is yeah. over and uh, and that's how it ends nice so, yeah. nice what was that that was titanic 2 till death was part because nice. cal yep. obviously can't let go very good so yeah that was my sequel i i think my original sequel might have been better i i i think that's still one of the best i've ever done where the original one no no I'm, i mean i'm saying that I'm, I'm i know it sounds braggy but i'm saying yeah. i'm worse now than i was four years ago so it's not really a brag but um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my original idea, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it was something about the ghost of Jack haunting mm-hmm. Kate Winslet through time, and her seeing him in the public in the public all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I think she tries to kill herself by throwing herself into the ocean. Go back and listen to it; it's good. It is good. But I, yeah, I, I feel like i'm okay with this one though it,
1: it, yeah it was a story about her letting go
0: yeah it was it was that was it was her letting go of her trauma so yeah. it had a lot of levels so yeah i remember having a lot of twists and turns that maybe got a bit too much but uh
1: it did it was inspired by him Night family
0: oh you watched it you listened to it the other day so yeah. you know yeah great so well what do you think which you think is better
1: uh i think this one's better oh great okay well that, that's reassuring because yeah. this one feels a bit more like that first one some of the twists were just a bit out there and they were like oh i didn't i didn't see that coming and it doesn't
0: fit Oh, Okay,
1: and it was very much like I think there were about four twists in the space of two minutes. Yeah, I did
0: go very twisty. <laughs>
1: yeah. <up>. Okay, so <laughs> which, which is which is fun, but I think that what you've done here is much more of a pitchable idea.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, well, I'm, that, that's reassuring. That makes me happier. So yeah, cool. Oh, that's nice to know. Well, okay, cool. So that was uh, that was Titanic two so Death was part. Yeah, should we get it, to the it, it,
1: It's good that this for this one for a sequel. You've pitched it around the living characters, yes, as opposed to holding on to characters who have who deceased.
0: Yes, I've let Jack go. Yeah, I've let him go. Yes, yeah. so Great.
1: Good.
0: Should we get to listen to submissions? Yes. So Ira Ray said tie tunic. Okay. Tie yeah. tunic. Yeah, Classic, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sam Postol said a prequel about the iceberg's life before the boat hit. <laughs> I'm thinking that's clearly a very Pixar idea about like a life an iceberg. It's like, what's my purpose? And yeah. Its purpose is to kill many people. <laughs> Luke Hoft said. The story of Brock Lovett, the treasure hunter, the Bill Paxton character. Oh, yeah, yeah. And his search for the coeur de la mer, the House of the ocean, mm. despite the fact that his friend, Rose, told him that she threw it into the ocean 75 years ago. So, like, maybe he, after the original film, because as far as he's concerned, she never had the House mm. of the ocean. He keeps looking for it. And so right, it's yeah, just yeah. a fruitless search for something that he can never find.
1: Yeah, because I guess that, like, her story is either... I've still got it, which she doesn't reveal. Yeah. So her story or, is it. Never. I don't know. Yeah. Or it's like, oh no, Billy
0: Zane had it. Yeah. Yeah. Her story about the heart Ocean really trails off. She yeah. really never tells them anything of importance about that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Uh, Adam Gramling said, "Avatar six, the iceberg cometh."
1: Good. <laughs> I'm so intrigued by what these Avatar films are going to be about. I know, Why are I there know. five Avatar films coming? We'll
0: find out in three, four years when when the world <sighs> is normal again. John Eggleton said, I seem to remember Kate Winslet regards Revolutionary Road as an alternative universe Titanic sequel. Have you seen Revolutionary Road? Nope. It's the film that Leo and Kate reunited on about 10 years ago. It's okay. Mm. Um, I wouldn't do it for the podcast just because it's quite depressing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's basically about a a very unhappily married couple in the 1930s. So I guess it's the idea that Kate and Leo got off the boat, stayed together, end up yeah. hating each other. I think yeah. she dies at the end from like, trying to give herself an abortion. It's very bleak. Oh, God. It's so like, <laughs> it's 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 like they were trolling the world. It's it's a good film, but it is yeah. like they were trolling the world because it's like, everyone's like, oh, Kate and Lee are doing another film together. We love you. You're so good yeah. together. You've got such chemistry. And yeah. they do a film where they're like, literally, it's super depressing. They hate each other. He knocks her up and she tries to give herself like a self-inflicted. Oh, God. And dies in the process. It's oh, horrible. Man. It's a very bleak movie. Yeah. Uh, so that's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next week's episode. No, uh, Mike Carey said, meddling time travelers ruin the future and a special team needs to go back and make sure the Titanic actually does sink mm-hmm. in Time-Tanic. Nice. So I guess that's like, you know, in Star Trek, they have the idea of the, mm-hmm. uh, the principle of not influencing people's timelines. Yeah. Maybe they find out that in a timeline in which someone saved the Titanic from sinking, mm-hmm. maybe like Hitler's worst cousin was on that boat and so they have to make the Titanic sink to save mm-hmm. humanity, so I think that's a good idea yeah, okay, so blokebusters at blokebusters, we're on to Twitter now mm-hmm. said, I'm sorry but the perfect sequel already exists it's called Titanic 2 I bet this is the same one you were discussing and according to blokebusters, it has it all it's got terrible <laughs> acting, worse graphics turning the camera on its side indicates sinking, great <laughs> and, the, and the director was the lead writer and also the actor, so wow. that all bodes very well, wow uh Julio at The Contrarians at Contrarian Prime said after his traumatic experience aboard the Titanic, Cal realizes he needs to become a better person. Mm-hmm. He needs to protect the weak. He has to find the means to be a hero. But can the Phantom ever find love again? And that's because uh, Billy Zane played the Phantom oh, in a did he? failed superhero movie. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: I've heard of it, I've
0: never watched it. Yeah, it's it's been on my list for a while, but yeah. I've never actually got around to it. Mike Mike and Oscar at MM and Oscar said 28 years later. Rose needs to get the hell out of Jersey, but she won't set sail in the Hindenburg. The, the <laughs> Zeppelin that yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's just like, I guess that's Kate Winslet in constant uh, yeah. bad situations. <laughs> Finn Ross Russell, one of our Patreon uh, friends, good old yeah. Finn, he says, we need a prequel that's just the story of Jack in Paris with his French girls. <laughs> I like that idea. Just mm. uh, Jack's wild years mm-hmm. with all the one-legged prostitutes. And finally, another friend of the podcast, mm. Martin Gardner at MG Loves Fun said... The ship is the Republican Party. The captain is Trump, heading straight for the iceberg, shouting, I won the election! (laughs) Not really movie pitch, but humor me. Yeah. (laughs) Very good. Very good, Martin. We are recording this literally the week that Donald Trump went fully insane. So that's very apt apt right now. (laughs) So thank you, everybody, for those sequel ideas. And thank you for listening to us for 200 episodes. For any of you who've been here from the beginning, particularly thank you. That's amazing. But Mm. for all of you, thank you very much. We ask for your listener submissions every week a few days before we record by putting posts out on Facebook and Twitter where you can post your ideas. So make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't miss out. To listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box Set, you can subscribe and browse our back catalogue on any podcasting platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, and many others. All of which you can also leave a five-star review, which really helps us to uh, stay on top of the rankings and attract new listeners. So please do consider doing that. Mm -hmm. As mentioned before, we're also available on Patreon, which is exclusively for the people who would rate us more than five stars if they could. You can find all the links in the description below or at beyondtheboxset.com. Yeah. And next week, Harry, I believe it's a me pick. Yeah, I think so. Yep. And I made a promise to you you? uh, at the end of last year. I would go easy on you for a little bit. Ah, Because I picked a lot of um, challenging films or films that weren't your cup of tea. Mm -hmm. And I think I made you watch a lot of shit that you didn't really want to watch. You know, like Winter's Tale and some other stuff I can't remember now. What
1: were you thinking?
0: I still enjoyed Winter's Tale. But (laughs) ultimately, I did say I'm going to give you a break. I'm going to give you some enjoyable films. So next week, Glenn Close, Cher, Ronan, Together at Last i'm kidding i'm kidding I, I know okay no okay no i've got i've got glad you got the kidding out your system there. Okay. Tell, tell me what you've really okay, chosen okay fine that worked better in my head next week <laughs> no next <laughs> week i've got a film i'm very confident that you'll enjoy okay it's a it's a lot of fun yeah it's very short mm-hmm. it's very easy to watch i think you'll enjoy watching it and i think there's a lot of sequel stuff you can do with it mm-hmm. i don't think you've seen it maybe you have but either way i, I think and hope you will enjoy watching this film genuinely mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to do... It's been on my list for a while. Oh my God, just hold me. Okay, fine. Next week, we're going to do a little film called Best In Show. I think I've heard of it. but you not seen it? No, I don't Good, think I've good. I, I really think and hope you'll enjoy it. If you hate it, I'll be very disappointed. Okay. But even if you hate it, it's short, it's fun, it's mm-hmm. a comedy, you'll like it. Yeah. I hope. Even if you hate it, you'll like it, but... Nice. I'm sure it won't be a whole burden for you, so... Join us next week, listeners, for a great comedy, Best in Show.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening to 200 episodes. Yes, I'm so and, grateful. Uh, yeah. yeah, thank you if you've made it all the way from the start of this episode to the end, because mm. we are very nearly... Before editing, we are very nearly at the length of
0: Titanic. We really did. I, I was I was afraid of this. This is going to be a bad week for editing for me. But yeah, well, that that, that is you that's problem. That's a hundred percent of me problem. Yeah. Um, but hey, there's a lot to talk about in this film. We only get to two hundred episodes once, so it's fine. Yeah, I thought you
1: only, I thought you were going to say we only get one chance to talk about a film. I was like, of all episodes, well, to did, say that's that, clearly not <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah cool well thanks everybody for listening thanks for subscribing and And thank um,
0: you harry for 200 episodes of podcasting it's been a pleasure cheers Cheers. non-alcoholic beer you weirdo (laughs) it's empty anyway (laughs) right thanks everybody Bye. bye